Uh, all right, everybody, welcome to an all new episode of Figure It Out. Uh, this is a show where we break down our favorite figures and, you know, talk about whatever we decide to talk about. This week is Marvel. Um, I know a lot of people are like, oh, because of the news that came out. We actually <laughs> were going to do this last week. So we were ahead of the curve on, on, on this big Marvel talk. Um, but let me introduce my panel tonight, starting off with Pete. What's going on, Pete? What's up, buddy? Happy to be here. Salud. Absolutely. Next up, JD. What's going on, JD? Evening, everybody. How's everything going? (laughs) You need a beverage to go through these shows. You know what? All right. I got an unopened can. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, (laughs) uh, Welcoming back to figure it out. Uh, Joel, what's going on, Joel? What's good, everybody? And welcoming for the first time to figure it out, I would say definitely one of our biggest fans, uh, Tia. What's going on, Tia? Hello, everyone. I don't have any alcohol with me. I have water. (laughs) (laughs) You got to get in the game, Tia. You got to get in the game. You got to keep that palate moist. I have a very small amount left in my freezer, and I'm like, ah, do I want to kill it tonight, or do I want it for later? <laughs> I wish I so. wish we could like break the fourth wall, like like WandaVision, so where Pete could just hand up liquor. Like, <laughs> oh yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, like, right over. He did. Pete just passed me a beer. Right. <laughs> what Jay? What do we call I love those? that cup? <laughs> this. This is the. Um, this is the championship shot glass. Championship <laughs> shot glass. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. So we're going to start off with figures. All right. So what we're going to do is we're going to show off some of our favorite Marvel figures, um, whether it's pops, actual uh, action figures, whatever the case may be. So I don't like to ever put anyone on the hot seat. So I will go first. This is probably my favorite collection. This is from the, <laughs> the movie that I really can't stand but they had a really good figure line and that is iron man 3 they had a hall of armor set uh it came with tony stark you see the little where the uh arc little arc reactor goes in his chest the hands are also removable comes with his more famous armor from the uh first first iron man movie it also came with the old school <laughs> oh, that's <Our>, dope. <laughs> yeah, the first that's nice. cool. That is oh, my nice. favorite. Um, Mark one. <laughs> also from uh Pete and JD, I was telling you guys before Iron Man 2 had a really good run. They released the mm. war machine of the removable head for okay. So that's a removable head for him. Nice. And then also got Iron Monger. That's cool. Go get Iron Monger. Uh, another war machine that I got. That one's my favorite. I get, yeah, I, I get that one. That was nice. That's yeah. with the flip-up shoulder pads? Yes, it is. Yeah, I, I, yeah, took, yeah. I took the flip-offs uh, off, but yeah, it does come with that. Yeah. yeah. And then my last but not least, I love this. Joel will know why I love this, but this is the ultimate Iron Man mm. suit. Yeah. Oh, because you love the ultimate runs. <laughs> right, right. It's not the ultimate armor, just the ultimate run arm. Yes. <laughs> yes. And it does come with an interchangeable head. So mm. really enjoy. Oh, cool. Uh, there were a few more um, suits that came with the, the Hall of Armor uh, set. 
have them somewhere in my bucket. I couldn't find them. I fell asleep right before showtime. So <laughs> I rushed to grab those. But um, I, I love that line mainly because I thought this was really cool for this line. Uh, they something like this. I thought was, that really fell in love with the idea that you could remove one of the hands from iron uh, one of the suits. Oh, nice. Uh, cool. And put on one of the like repulsor hands. So I was really a huge fan of that. I love that. But um, great line. That was probably the only good thing to come from Iron Man 3. But um, <laughs> that was my selection. Hall of Armor. Um, by the way, if you guys wanted to buy the Hall of Armor set, I would say go to your local comic book shop. Because if you go on Amazon, it was $300. Ouch. Oh, my God. <laughs> For something that cost $20 back when Toys R Us existed. Well. Go figure, right? Yeah. All right. (laughs) God, I hate Amazon sometimes. But anyway, uh, (laughs) Pete, you're up next. What you got? All right. Unfortunately, I don't have my absolute favorite Marvel figure, which is near and dear to my heart, was the Secret Wars Black Spider-Man. It was like a three and three quarter inch one. Great. When I I was a kid, I didn't. Uh, this I had the superpowers Batmobile, which I showed you a couple weeks ago, and he and Batman were right around the same size. Batman was a little bit taller, so I was like, All right, so Spider Man used to ride in the Batmobile with Batman because uh, they, they were trying to find Robin, and Robin was dead. The Joker had killed him. This is before I even knew that the Joker had killed Robin, so I, I had no clue that that was happening. I was just a crazy kid, but uh, blasphemous, Pete. You're blasphemous. I, I am. <laughs> right now, I would say my absolute favorite Marvel figure happens to be this one. Hold on a second. That black suit, man. Now you got to find it for me. <laughs> I had, uh, a buddy mailed me this out of the blue. This is the Johnny Blaze Ghost Rider figure on oh, the Hell Cycle. Uh, Yo, this thing is really badass. That's like, nice. The pictures barely do it justice. The bike is so awesome. I did an unboxing of this actually a while back. The flames look dope. Uh, the only problem is like I he he's got a little bit of a limp wrist and the chain the chain kind of falls a bit. So, you know it is what it is. But like I keep him posed. He's got one foot on the clutch and then one foot on on the ground to kind of balance and just look mean as all bloody hell. And nice. I did I did grab this one and I'll show off. Hold on one second. I do love that Ghost Rider figure, mainly because the 3.75 for Marvel Legends that came out doesn't yeah. come out with a bike. It's just him and right. And right. Why would I want that? <laughs> and they gave us they gave us the John Blaze. They didn't give us the Dan Catch one. Wanted Dan Catch. I really yep. did. Yep. He was my Ghost Rider from the 90s. Yeah, me too. Me too. Yeah. Yeah. But, really. uh, but, uh, the Toy Biz superpowers, the superheroes line from the mid '90s were like some of my favorites, and I had lost my red and blue Spider-Man. So, you know, from the Secret Wars. So when that those came out, I think I was in about maybe sixth or seventh grade, give or take. And I was like, all right, I'm going to get this. And from there, I just like went and bought so many of the rest of them. But when uh, Hasbro, it was Hasbro that released all. Yeah, Hasbro released these, like the uh, updated versions. I bought it. I had to keep it in the package for the nostalgia. But the thing I like the most about this is he's got the open face and a slice of pizza. Yeah, that's great. I love that. I love that. 
And that's that to be, I mean, it's, it's Spider-Man. I wish it was a hot dog actually, because Spidey's always eating hot dogs right. and he makes it known. Like he had hot dogs with daredevil, Luke Cage, Loki. Uh, He's but, eating those dirty water dogs. Love them. Love them. <laughs> they used to be a guy, shout out to Jimmy, the hot dog man, wherever you are, was under the BQE for 49 years. And if oh, this guy wasn't a degenerate shit. gambler, he'd have been a millionaire. People from all over the boroughs knew this guy. You come for it, come and get a Jimmy hot dog. Can I tell you, like, I actually dislike hot dogs a lot. And I oh. think it's because it was like my mom's go-to. Like, my mom's a fantastic cook, but being a working mom, she'd come home, not have a whole lot of time to make something. So it's like, oh, hot dogs really quick. So I think I got sick of them. So mm. I'm not a big hot dog eater. A few years ago, near Comic-Con, it gets there at like 9.30 in the morning. You're waiting on like this huge line outside near Comic-Con. I'm starving. And as I'm waiting on the sidewalk online, there's a hot dog guy. And I'm just like, give me a hot dog. And I had like <laughs> nice. a hot dog at like 9.30 in the morning. I think that was my last hot dog I've had in years. Oh. So. <laughs> nice. Since we're on the hot dog topic. Can I can I add on to this hot dog topic? You know, I, I grew up poor. My dad passed away when we were young. So uh, there wasn't a lot of opportunities. One year for Thanksgiving, we had mashed potatoes and hot dogs. So I got to respect the hot dog. But the best hot dog I ever had, not New York. New York, I'm pizza 100%, hands down. The best hot dog I ever had was in Chicago. That's what there's I hear. This, Everyone's. There's dying. this place in Chicago called Portillo's. If anybody knows about Portillo's, that is the place to go. <laughs> Hot dogs, sausages. I mean, they do other things. It's an Italian style restaurant, but people go there for their hot dogs and their sausages. They treat their hot dogs like a burger. You get the toppings, you get the condiments. I mean, you get big pepperoncinis on there. Mm. Um, um, you know, raw onions where you, the missus doesn't want to talk to me. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Poppy seed buns. Oh, oh my God. That's I the big difference this. between like New York and Chicago hot dogs. New York, it's like, here's some mustard, maybe some ketchup. Maybe you'll get some like relish yeah. on it. But in yeah. Chicago, you said, they're like, where's the hot dog? It's buried yeah. underneath yeah, everything it's in that's there. there. <laughs> it's in there. Oh, man. Yeah. But, you know. No, I was just gonna say huge shouts out to that uh, JD Chicago. I'm glad Chicago can do hot dogs since they clearly can't do pizza. Um, <laughs> it's not a pizza. It's a, it's it's literally a meat pie. That's not pizza. <laughs> it's a damn casserole. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. yeah. To our yeah, listeners out there, because I know we have uh, me and Thea definitely check our um our numbers we know we have people out there in chicago sorry <laughs> our east coasters yeah so yeah so, 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 sorry to our chicago but i will always be like that i am an italian new yorker right so i like italian new york pizza i yeah. don't like chicago pizza and you don't put pineapples on a pizza i'm sorry no, right i will no, go to my not. grave with that <laughs> do not put pineapples yeah. on your pizza <laughs> let me let me piss off let me piss off your Chicago viewers now that I just <laughs> said the nice thing with the, about the hot dogs right I didn't even like Lou Malnati's all right so those of you who know those of you who know Lou's I'm sorry I'm sorry it didn't do it for me we just okay? got blocked we just are gonna get blocked by a few people I'm like no nope, nope. <laughs> honestly I'm not sorry I it's not pizza it's delicious but it's not pizza so sorry yeah. not sorry <laughs> and again, apparently we, that is that is our bias. Just in case, apparently, so we need to do like 
a nerdy food show just to let oh, you know yeah. that's going to be our yes. next one the idea of like keeping it within figure it out like one of us has like an action figure of food <laughs> we just bring out the action figure of food of course he has it of course okay hold on hold on of course he's not really actiony but i mean he's a little pizza man figure no there is action there he has a slice cut out of him he does (laughs) so so pete pete threw down a challenge flag and this is one of the things i got in chicago right so um this is a pop ripoff, I guess. I don't know. Fun edibles, uh, Ghostbuster, but a pizza. Oh, slice. that is so <laughs> awesome! <laughs> I like that. <laughs> you know, I'm writing that shit down right now. <laughs> <laughs> and 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 his name is uh, I don't know if we can see it. His name is uh, Pizza Vinkman. No. <laughs> Are you, how do you not tell me this before this? <laughs> <laughs> I thought we were friends. <laughs> oh, sorry, oh, sorry. Oh, sorry. Welcome to figure it out where we make other people money. Yeah, it's <laughs> <laughs> and hungry. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Why do we do it this late? Now I got to see if this place that delivers. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> but who who's got the food fighters in their co- in their toy collection? Remember those guys? I do remember those. I don't have any of them, but I loved them. You're going deep there, Pete. Dude, it, it, it's oh an identical memory for crazy dumb shit. But like, ask me a physics thing or what I had for lunch yesterday. That's gone. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> that's useless, Pete. That's completely exactly. Um, now that I think about it, I do want to know how many people still have those old um, McDonald's and Burger King Happy Meal toys. The little Transformers. Yeah. Yes. Like the food ones? Yeah. No, 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 no. Just toys, just toys, period, Joel. Oh, no, no, but the Transformers were good. And um, yeah. I, I, I don't know if you guys know, I do a lot of uh, thrifting with the missus, right? And I pick up a lot of uh, thrift toys and stuff like that. And I keep spotting the uh, the little free, the French fry, uh, female uh, uh, PVC figures, you know, mm-hmm. at, at thrift shops. And I see them all over the place. I'm tempted. I see them so much. It's like, you know, repetitive and selling me, buy me, buy me, buy me. <laughs> well, at some point you got to get it. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's, that's really interesting. I, I'm going to dig into that. Cause it's like kids nowadays, they're like toys in my food. Just give me more food. I don't, I don't need. Well, that. you know, what's so funny is like, you know, I don't think they do that with Happy Meals anymore. But then I totally had like a flashback where someone was like, remember that they used to give you toys in the bottom of like a cereal box? And I was yes. like, wait, they don't yes. do I was like, they don't do that anymore. Yeah. And it's like, no, that that's a thing. Like no one knows what you're talking about. And I was like, yeah. wow. <laughs> I don't know. I even say this. Even if they did continue it, kids' brains are so like very fast paced now, mm-hmm. they wouldn't even notice it. It'd be like, Oh, did you like the toy at the, at the bottom of the box? What toy? Yeah, <laughs> I ate it. Yeah, you think <laughs> it just it didn't just stop at cereal? Um, yeah. so I guess I'm gonna, I'm the one that's gonna give my age here, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I'm the oldest one in the group. So, <laughs> so Kool Aid used to come in a coffee can style tin. Oh my really? god, Jaden, and uh, I remember getting. <laughs> Kool-Aid plastic mugs 
in the <laughs> bottom of the Kool-Aid cans. They, oh they, they came in, in red and blue and in uh, white. Yeah. That's cool. I am looking forward to the comment section for someone to go, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> or And they also did toys at the bottom of Cracker Jack boxes, right? Or like, they did yeah, something. But nothing, yeah, but not, yeah. not like toys, toys. More like little like we, little plastic finger rings. Uh, yeah, but now it's like, a, now you get a sticker or a stamp or something. Yeah. yeah. Thumbs, yeah. yeah. A little comic in it or something like that. Mm -hmm. I remember getting Cracker Jacks specifically for that. <laughs> I hate that. Are you serious? You I didn't really like Cracker Jacks, but I wanted that toy or whatever the fuck it was at the end. It got, got, a, little, got a little too sweet. I'm not a sweets fan. Um, I, I used to get, get my mom to buy it, and then she's like, all right, you ready for breakfast? I'm like, yeah. She would go, and I would just dump it all out. to get. To oh. <laughs> at least you dumped it. I'd dig my hand. Yeah. <laughs> I'm an only child. I didn't need to share it with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. That is only child syndrome if, if I've ever heard it. Like, I just, He's uh, eating it like a bag of chips. Right? <laughs> <laughs> oh, it used to bug me seeing my siblings eat a chip and then go like this. It's like, you have to put your hand back in there. You <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, JD, would you, would you bring to the table today? Okay, so... Um, one of my favorite Marvel villains of all time, and I think the best um, depiction of this figure was the Marvel Legends Green Goblin. Yes. Nice. Okay. Yes. Um, came with the stand for, for his glider. Um, it didn't have finger uh, articulation, but it had hand articulation. Came with a removable pumpkin uh, backpack. Best representation ever. Best, I think, Marvel uh, villain of all time, honestly. And to uh, tie it into the three and three quarter stuff. So the first Marvel uh, three and three quarter recent times was a Marvel showdown figures. I don't know if you ever remember those. And um, they came they, with a card game almost. So you had, you had different trading cards with the figure to, to give you the moves, kind of like that Yu-Gi-Oh magic style. Um, mm -hmm. They would come with rocket launchers. Um, and the line was pretty, the line was pretty awesome. You had, almost an exact one-to-one -one scale of this Green Goblin, which was great. You had a Punisher, Captain America, Spider-Man, Dan Ketch, um, Ghost Rider, Silver Surfer. They, that line also had the best 118th scale thing ever, ever. I mean, when the Marvel for uh, three inches, three and three quarter inches were coming out, the thing was kind of blocky, um, not that articulated, stuff like that. And the face sculpt was a little little weird but that marvel showdown thing which i've got somewhere i just got a ton of shit that i can't find um that marvel showdown thing i think is the best thing figure ever and then another uh a little bonus here was i mean that marvel legend line was so inventive before they went to before they went to toy um uh, before they went to hasbro and this mojo oh. figure was their builder figure wow i mean it is so gross, but so detailed. I love that. I mean, look oh. at that. Look at that C-section belly there. I'm about to say, look like you got a C-section. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, finger, wrist articulation, you know, spider legs all over the place. The one thing it doesn't have is that that scorpion tail snapping um, uh, movement. But, I mean, the articulation, I mean, the sculpting in that head, it's amazing. So that mojo figure, I mean, look at that face, man. 
You know, yeah. that, that's, I mean, sick. you that put that on the Willy Wonka in the chocolate factory, that'll give you fucking heebie-jeebies. But uh, that Mojo figure uh, is one of the, I think, best Marvel Legends line. He's easily collectible. Still on uh, on eBay, you can find those, you know, uh, pieces on the side, unlike the Galactus and the Apocalypse or the Giant Man figure, who those pieces are going for like $50 each, each piece mm. loose. Um, you can put together that Mojo very easily. I love it. And I love that you showed off Green Goblin. I would say my favorite Goblin figure, and it's not even necessarily Goblin, is it was when Spider-Man 1 came out. Uh, that's not the Goblin, dude. <laughs> Power Ranger Goblin? Dude, that's not the Goblin. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. It, it's yeah. not the Goblin. It was Norman Osborn in the chair. like He was removed Ooh. in the chair. And the goblin mask was the mask. On yes. And you yes, I remember that. It, and it would give like the the catchphrases from the movie. Yeah. Um, I love that so 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 much because they did a great job on that Norman figure, and then to make it to where he fits perfectly in the chair, um, yeah. and then the the mask that was hanging off the chair that you could push. I loved it. That was my favorite. That was my favorite figure from that movie. Which, by the way, no one ever talks about it. That first Spider Man. Outside of how ugly the Goblin looked, they had some great figures come out of that movie. I really enjoyed their figures coming out of that movie more. So um, yeah, I think that was so. I think that was Toy Biz's. Um, uh, it wasn't their first movie toy line. It was the X Men stuff, mm -hmm. but I think it was the first time they got it really nice. Other than that, they had that Blade figure way back when when the Blade movie came out. That Blade had toe articulation, um, but he was, you know, he was one twelve scale. Um, but the line was small, maybe three or four figures. The X-Men line was kind of shitty, even though they tried to give us the Blackbird with that. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that Spider-Man was, that Spider-Man was, uh, no, it wasn't that good. No. <laughs> JD, <laughs> like, he's trying. No, I'm, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying, dude. Yeah, no, because the Marvel <laughs> Legends were, yeah, the Marvel Legends were in, in full swing at that time. I think they were already a, a wave three, a wave four of Marvel Legends by that time. <clears throat> and you had some really nice sculpts coming out. The only thing good about that Spider-Man line was that you had the, um, the molded webbing on some of those Spider-Man figures, right? You, you felt that imprint. Mm. But, I mean, other than, than that Marvel Legends figure of Goblin, we never got Goblin. Go back to Secret Wars, Pete. How do you not have Green Goblin in the line, man? They had Hobgoblin for like, I think that was uh, wave three, but. Right, but that was the Europe version. We never got that over here. Hobgoblin, Iceman, and. Um, Constrictor and. And Constrictor, right. The three of it those. Might have been a fourth. Electro. Was it Electro? I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I know it was those three Constrictor, Hobgoblin, and Iceman. They were, um, when the wave was canceled here in the States, right. They were still shipping out what was left over in Europe. They do that also with like. Canada. That's where the LJN uh, wrestlers, the black card wrestlers, they ended up going out to Canada. And those are like super, super big money, the last wave. Um, but but those last three figures for the Secret Wars, they almost run as much as that Cyborg figure does mm -hmm. from DC Superpowers. And that wasn't here. That was South America release. Yeah, I, I will say as far as movie releases, <clears throat> I kind of flocked very heavily to the, the Spider-Man um, figures that came out because of how poorly I thought the X-Men figures were, not because okay. of the details, but because those costumes were god-awful. They were just <laughs> yeah. the worst things they to are. look at. I yeah. didn't want to play with that. Fucking worst. Like, coming off watching the cartoons yeah. and seeing how colorful and bright they were, 
And then you get the mm-hmm. figures, and you're just like, no, I don't know what that is. The movie it was terrible. Yeah. Well, that's because, <laughs> like, you know, Brian Singer's a pedophile douchebag, but, you know, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Those costumes, though, are at least better than the costumes from Dark Phoenix. Like, oh. I, I know yeah. what you're saying, like, the costumes least... are, you know, my introduction to, like, live action superheroes were, say, the X-Men movies. So I guess as younger, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. You know, it's like a modernized, you know, version. But again, I, come on. When did that movie come out? You know, I was like two thousand. Yeah, okay, two thousand. Yeah, yeah, I was, I was, I was ten. So you know, Um, but then seeing, but then seeing seeing the trailer to Dark Phoenix, I was like, I get what everyone means. Like those costumes are ugly. Well, at least they can move in those things. Joel makes a great point. They could move a lot better in those. But what I think pissed me off about the Dark Phoenix suits were um, the fact that a lot of people apocalypse um, ended with them being in their accurate suits. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Dark Phoenix, they're back to looking shitty. Yeah. They wore (laughs) uniforms. (laughs) When I tell you guys, they look so good at the end of Apocalypse. And it's like, all right, we're in a right direction. And then you see like the trailer for Dark Phoenix, and you're like, I'm <laughs> "What earth is that other one on? That this is a different earth? Like, why did you go back? Why did you revert? You know?" So it's just like, just like, but we already know that comic book accurate costumes don't translate well, right? Going back to Spider Man for a second, William Defoe did the <laughs> prosthetic stuff, and and they showed what that Green Goblin mask was going to look like, and it was a little too electronic yeah. for them. Yeah. Right. Um, if they keep in theme, like when you go to the first Captain America movie, did Chris Evans look like he had a, a you know, a parachute jumpsuit as the Captain America outfit? Yeah. Yeah. But did it work for yeah. the aesthetic of the film, but keep that 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 uh, um, the flavor of the original costume in there? Yes. I, I felt it did. That's well, and I. Sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was just gonna say I agree with what JD is saying. Like. We just got in WandaVision, the Halloween episode, right. where mm-hmm. Wanda was wearing her comic book accurate. And, you know, it was hokey, looked a little cosplay-ish, you know, but still could. But can you imagine if they had, like, that really her running around or some mm-hmm. of, like, you know, I'm just going to take it from a spin of being a woman, some of, like, the female accurate costumes where it's, like, <laughs> wearing a bikini, you know? Mm. You can't put that out there. Wait, they can't wear that and fight in public? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I always like uh, I always like a common ground. So it's, like, to see what we saw from the 90s X-Men animated series and then to see how far away that 2000 movie was, <laughs> there's a middle ground somewhere in there. There really is. Mm-hmm. Like, you didn't have to go all black. Like, what, who thought that was like, yeah, that'll look good on screen? It's just, it's just, look, if you look at the Ultimate X Men costumes, those worked perfectly fine. And it was the same mm-hmm. aesthetic as what they were trying to do with the movie, but they looked way better. It was designed better. They were actual clothes, not molded rubber. What the fuck was that leather? Like, why was everyone wearing leather? I don't understand that. Because um, it was cool, Joel. It was cool. <laughs> frustrating like the costumes were not good in the x-men movies but there's like like john was saying there's a middle ground like you can you can definitely do comic accurate but not obviously to the extreme uh of of everyone in like latex and or whatever she's like skin tight spandex right for example vision i think is a perfect middle ground Mm -hmm. i like 
the costume that they have Vision in? No, I think they could easily pull off his his more um, comic accurate look. But I accept it because that's the middle ground. They're mm-hmm. not going to go too old school. They're going to go somewhere in between. I accept it. It looks great. But to me, it's like you got to come somewhere in between there. And I think Feige is going to nail that when he does the um, the X-Men. Because there's just... a way to make those suits uh, a little bit more colorful. But you don't have to make it 90s animated series, right? You know, that's just... Right. And everybody wearing completely different colors. Look, I get it. It's just... It's just... The '90s X-Men costumes are very out there, right. <laughs> and to bring them to bring them to life would be very difficult. That's true, yeah. especially when you're talking about a team and none of them match. <laughs> so, yeah. I get it, but I just thought they they them those movies failed on their costumes. Yeah, and it, it makes all the sense in the world when you find out they had a director who was like comic. Oh, you mean the things that we're making this movie based off of? Yeah, don't read those. Wait. <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, no, 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 no. Don't read any of those. I'm but not- we know, you know, we spoke about this last time. That's where Kevin Feige cut his teeth. That's where yes. he learned what not to do. Right. Exactly. Right? He was just like, oh, so you're just going to shit all on the thing that you're making, right? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, but Iron Man is the perfect, to me, is a perfect example. That does not look that far off from what his comic counterpart looks like. Um, no. It's a little darker, obviously, in, in, in the tent, and the look is a little different, but it's not it's not so drastically different than other iterations of Iron Man we've seen. So again, middle ground. Find a middle ground for me. Well, because you had the artist at the working on Iron Man at that time, Adi Granoff, helping with doing the production designs right. on the Iron mm-hmm. Man stuff, right? Or when you go back to the Tim Burton's Batman, Batman wasn't all black at all. No. At that time, Black no. Man, uh, Batman was still the the blue and gray costume. Yes, he was. Ray yeah. Luis Garcia uh, Lopez uh, costume. You know, that was going through the books at that time. The Dark Knight stuff and, um, excuse me, the fall of Batman, the death of Batman, where Bane broke his back. He, you know, he flirted with the black costume, um, but that was still, what, four years after the Tim Burton Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To me, I'll, I'll always say, I I always want to see the suit that Michael Keaton but today. Um, and it just seems like a look that most directors just are like, color in Batman? <laughs> no. <laughs> it's like, okay, but one day I would like to see that again. At least at least a blue, uh, a blue cape. Uh, the blue gray instead of the black and gray. Right, right, right. Just something different. Like if if I get another Batman that's just all black, it's like sometimes it's just visually annoying. Like, you know, because all the crime happens at night. So it's like, all right, it's at night and you're putting him in all black. Some color can Who's be. Who's tired of Batman? Yes. Who's tired of Batman? <laughs> no, about design. I will never utter this word. Ever in my life. Tired never. of um, I'm tired of all black suit Batman. I'll give you that. We only had it the one, like, during the 90s. We have all black suit Batman is not a thing anymore. It hasn't been a thing for a long time. Yeah. Yes. Wasn't no wasn't Nolan? Or am no, I thinking, was, remembering that wrong? Nolan didn't know where to put the gray and the black and separate it the correct way. But right. the, there was definitely gray and black. Like the first uh, Batman, like Batman Begins suit was like he had a he had a black cape, but it was like more clothy. And then you had like a the black mask. The whole suit was gray, even the fucking logo. Uh, the only thing that was black were the boots and the gauntlets, but not the gloves. Those are still gray. So. That's how Batman Begins looked. Then you have Dark Knight, where it's all like RoboCop looking, and it was black and gray. And the slogan, the little black 
bat was in the middle of a black V. And it's weird. It was really weird design. But that was also black. Either. I will say everything Joel said is a thousand percent true. But I think Joel can spot it a lot better because he knows to look for it. To the naked eye, that shit's all black. Yeah, that's what it looked like to me. That's costumes. They 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 mean the most to me when when we're talking superheroes. So I can spot every fucking thing. Well, you guys also know I have shit vision. So, (laughs) but yeah. So to me, and I do like a a all yellow utility belt too. I I like the aesthetic. Well, I like it gold. Yellow is too bright. Okay. Uh, Again, to me, to me, common ground. I, I can go with gold. But all right, Tia, what uh, what pops you got for us? Yeah, so I am not a toy person, but I was like, I really love your guys, you know, show. And John's like, well, why don't you come on? And I said, well, I do have a lot of pops. So I did pull a lot of pops off of the shelves. I have a shit ton more. I just didn't pull them off. But I did want to show, I do have one toy from, my aunt got this for me a few years ago, back when like the second season of Daredevil came out. And it's, the Punisher, obviously, because mm, nice. I'm obsessed. So I kept him in the box because I have cats and I feel like that some of these like loose things will end up on the floor batted around somewhere. <laughs> um, so I brought a lot out. So I'm going to go through all my like pops quickly. Um, speaking about WandaVision, I got my Wanda here. Uh-huh. Um, Is her head bobbling? They're all bobbleheads. Like all of my pops for some reason are bobbleheads. I can't get like a pop that isn't a freaking bobblehead. I don't understand, but um, hang on. You all right? So we got the two John Bernthal bobbleheads. Nice. Uh, the difference. Yeah. So, uh, this one I had to look for online, like so much. The one where he's holding the daredevil head. I was like, oh, it. That's cool. This was. This was expensive. This was like $40, $50 where this was oh like God. 10 bucks or something, mm-hmm. you know? But yes. my my obsessive ass was like, I'm getting it. <laughs> the, the Daredevil one was the chase figure. I have the regular one, but I could never find that. Um, uh, this uh, is the, the helmet. We know oh, what you get these for Christmas. <laughs> I, I, uh, I love that pop, Tia, but I will say this to the day I die. I was not a fan <laughs> that they went with for for Daredevil. Oh, yeah, sorry, no. Can you show that again? Yeah, the that was really cool. Yeah, it's a nice figure. That no, is really I love nice. The pop. It's just the they could have better with this. Yeah, yeah. So uh, that's, that was the TV show. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, the TV show. Do Are you, you know getting which 90s Punisher vibe, this is? Yeah, that's oh, uh, Nemesis. Yes. So I got this guy just because, again, I went through this, like, I mean, I'm still obsessed with the Punisher, but when it, like, first came out, I was like, need everything I can get. Um, This is Crossbones, because I actually really like Frank Grillo's Crossbones, so I was like, Mm -hmm. all right, you can come to the party. You actually got to interview the the Russo brothers. One question, and it would have had nothing to do with their movie that you were interviewing about. I need to know why that look for Crossbones. It's the easiest look to pull (laughs) off. They went that way. I want to know why Frank Grillo wasn't the Punisher to begin with. How about that? Frank Grillo would have been a good Punisher. He practically played it in the Purge movies. Thank you so much. That was the Punisher. That wasn't the Purge. I I mean, that's what it is. You killed my family. I'm going after everybody. So these are my Lokis. This is actually the first Loki pop that came out of after Avengers. This 
I don't know when he came out. And then this one is the Ragnarok. Uh, Ragnarok look. The crazy thing is, Tia, hot take, the Ragnarok Loki uh, look is my favorite. It is. It's so great. Look at that. That's amazing. Um, all right. I got Thanos, which is the biggest one that I have. Mm, um, that's this cool. one is huge. And I so love I that pops are, are, are also for kids. They put a smile on his face. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking about Luke Cage before, I got Luke Cage here. Nice. Ronan is one of my favorite villains in the MCU. So, of course, I had to get a Ronan. Lee Pace um, killed it. Yes. Oh, yes. so amazing. That scene I wish he's becoming Ronan, like uh, when they're dressing him. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so great. I love that. Um, I wish he was in Captain Marvel more, and I had heard that he was supposed to have a bigger role, but they cut it, which I'm like, why would you misuse Lee Pace? He's a phenomenal actor. Seriously. Um, and so then I have the last two I'll show is my Gamora one. And this is Natasha from Infinity War. I do have another Black Widow from Avengers. But the thing about the girl pops is they put them on these trays and they eventually start leaning forward after a while. Um, So I don't often like getting the girl pops just for that very reason. They didn't always make that. My original Black Widow one has the same sort of feet that the guys have. But for some reason, they started making them different. So yeah, those are all my pops. I'm a huge pop fan. Any like holiday or birthday, I'm like, if you don't know what to get me, get me a freaking pop. And whenever I go to New York Comic Con, I always like look for more pops. So that's my toy obsession. (laughs) I had to get multiple shelves just to like hold them all. (laughs) I love it. And and you mentioned Black Widow. Um, They release the the six inch figure for um, Pathmaster. It comes with yes. weapons. It comes with the uh, Black Panther claws for the removable hands. Comes with the shield, the sword, bow and arrow. Um, I can't find that figure anywhere. Mm. I want it more than anything. Um, <laughs> I want that. Before you move on, going back to this puncher, yeah, if you want this guy, I don't know if you're going to find him. I think they made like very limited amounts of these. Because um, they, again, were selling this one primarily. And this was, like, the special Wait, one. So is that, is that, like, red around his eye? Yeah, yeah they both have, root, they have root. Okay, so this one has, like, a grayish black eye. And then this one has a reddish eye. So, you know, I th- it I wouldn't... Thought- I thought my camera was foggy, so I was just trying to make sure I wasn't losing it. <laughs> nope, it wouldn't it wouldn't be the Punisher unless he was beat up to hell. So <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, the only way you could get the one with the helmet was if you ordered it, like a pre-ordered, you just order the regular one, and they by the luck of the draw, they just sent you one. Because, I had heard about that. Yeah. Some people said it. That's not how I got mine. I think I literally just like scoured the internet and paid like more money than mm. I should have paid for because right. I wanted it. But I had heard exactly what you're saying, where people are like, oh, I ordered the other one and this one just popped up. So I don't know why that was the case. But yeah, I had remembered hearing about that when it first happened. My buddy had ordered the Agent Venom, I believe it was. You know, they're like $10, $11, whatever. And he ordered two Most of them, them just, yeah. just because. And one of them, happened. he happened to have gotten the Agent Anti-Venom all in white. And oh, wow. that shit is like a buck fifty online. Really? So Chase figures can get ridiculous. 
Well, I'll tell you that pop figures like normally do go for like ten, twelve dollars yeah. online, especially on like Walmart.com, whatever. But you go to freaking near Comic Con, they will raise the prices. You'll go to like one stand and you'll find one for fifty, sixty dollars, and then you go to one that's like two stands down and it, the same one for twelve bucks. So mm -hmm. they definitely try and rip you off at near Comic Con with those pops. Well, <laughs> Pete, Pete knows when he would uh. Hang out when we'd hang out at New York Comic Con. I always had my booth set up mm -hmm. right across from from the Funko booth yep. um, mm -hmm. stand, and that place was always freaking packed to the brim, and people were making deals just coming off the line. You're standing that on the line, and you got people just listen. I'll give you five hundred dollars if you get me that. Mm -hmm. And it's like, are you crazy? So they were so doing it. I I with the Funko Pop thing for like the past two years when they were having it, you had to like get chosen to be, I guess, like the lottery. I never got the lottery, so I always got like the scraps. And I remember like just waiting online because there was one year they were doing a Shane doll from The Walking Dead, and they were <laughs> doing a um, uh, I don't know if you guys ever watched iZombie, but I liked iZombie. It was on CW and they were doing a pop for the main character. So it was like that year. And I remember just staying there, like staring at people, like grabbing. And I'm like, please let there be some left when it's time for us commoners to go. And, you know, I was able to finally grab them. But yeah, that was nerve wracking. Um, if New York Comic Con ever comes back again, I got a secret for how to get through some of that. Uh, we'll do that after the show. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Just a little shout out. When they do open back up New York Comic Con, we're definitely all getting together. We uh, we've oh, been yeah. going the last few years. Uh, Pete, we missed you the last time. Uh, like right before we, Joel, did we go the year before COVID? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I was with you guys. That's we, right. Um, was there. Yeah, I yeah. was there. <laughs> 2019, I was there, but I don't think I was there all four days. No. Yeah, we see, I think we went just what Friday, Joel. Friday and Saturday. Friday and Saturday. Okay. Because we you went. You Saturday, I remember right? you weren't there all four days. Right. You weren't. I mean, 2018. I, I know I, I was. 2018 was a different ball game, but 19. Yes. I think I had something to. I I don't think I made it on Saturday because I usually hate Saturdays. You you're right. You well, were you were tired, so and it was yeah. you know I'm, the anniversary stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, but no, New York Comic Con, nine years running, setting up a booth right there, uh -huh. and uh, yeah. Well, that's cool. We probably yes. walked by JD and didn't even probably a million times. <laughs> that's probably, what I'm pretty said. sure we did. I mean, that's um, like before I, you know, started writing and working for GVN. When we would go to New York Comic Con, we literally started at the very front and just went down every single aisle until we got to the end. So I definitely passed yeah. by your booth. That's yeah, hard I, I would have been wearing either this shirt or the shirt Pete has on right now. Yeah, buddy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ooh, let's just try to get that out of the glare. <laughs> JD, I'm, I'm definitely going to hit you up after the show for uh, I need some merch. <laughs> shameless plug, shameless plug. <laughs> <laughs> Championship size shot glasses. <laughs> if those are the one you sell, I definitely yeah. want one of those. Yeah, I love it. Cool. <laughs> you, know, you know, talking about New York Comic Con, you know, you know it's gonna suck. This year would have been perfect for us because New York Comic Con, we would have gotten Spider-Man there, we would have gotten Miss mm -hmm. Marvel there, we would have gotten um 
a little bit of uh, Moon Knight. We would have gotten the Batman. All the really good stuff we don't usually get because L.A. gets it. Mm-hmm. We would have gotten this year. And alas, we'll probably not have it this year. So, I'm If there's excited. even a New York Comic Con this year, I get nervous thinking that we may go a second year without it. I don't think it's going to happen, folks. Yeah. I mean, yeah, really no, I, they decided to try to do something virtual. I mean, I think that's that's always smart, do something virtual. Uh, they did something virtual, but for vendors like me, you know, that independent publishers, um, it really didn't work. They sell advertising space, excuse me, virtual show floor space, right? So they run their, their panels on the website. And underneath, if you scroll down a page, it would be their virtual show floor. But if people are watching YouTube on their TV like they can now, you had no access to stuff like that, right? I wasn't going to be, and they're still trying to, to vend those things to me. So um, usually... By now, they're already asking me to uh, to start sending in payments, and, and none of that stuff has popped up. And for those of you who know about the Javits area, uh, the Jacob Javits is pretty much a COVID relief center now, and a uh, you know a, a vaccine uh, site at this point. That's government funds that they can paid for directly. Yeah. Anyone out there listening, stay a mask on so we can get New York Comic Con back. Oh right. yeah, I need to make some money. They- if they have New York Comic Con this year, I'm going in a freaking gas mask and just like walking in. Bubble. I'm going a big ass bubble. <laughs> That's your cosplay, Bubble Boy. There you go. <laughs> yeah, guys, just look at it like this. The last New York Comic Con, over 250,000 people went to the event. Well, it's crazy. Like I was going to New York Comic Con when it was just the Jacob Javits Center, and then I remember the next, like a year or two after, they were like, "Oh yeah, now we're extending it to um, Madison Square Garden." Oh, okay. Yeah, for the satellite know. for the satellite events. Yes, for the yeah, satellite so panels and like, stuff like that. So yeah. to me, I'm like, that's how big New York Comic Con was getting. They literally, then we're expanding to other locations as See, well. But it didn't just stop there. You know that, right? No. You had yeah. the Hammerstein Ballroom. You had mm-hmm. um, stuff going on at at, um, at Madison Square Garden. And then you had the secret locations. Oh, yeah. Uh, did you guys ever watch Westworld? Yeah. 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 The first okay. two seasons. Okay. Me too. Do you remember? Remember when they had uh, the warehouse of just the, uh, the bodies that weren't being used? Yeah. 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 So they had that set up down on... 11th Avenue, and I want to say 27th or 28th Street. So you had to go into the Javits. You had to scan your badge, Mm -hmm. and you had to book it all the way down there because it was limited viewing. So there were a lot of little uh, secret satellite events that people didn't know about. But now, Well, that happens. I'm so sorry about that. That's all right. I was just going to say that happened to Joel, Juwan, and I. Uh, what was it in 2018 when we tried to go to the Madison Square Garden <laughs> to see Daredevil? And yeah, we're yeah. waiting there. And they're like, oh, no, sorry. We're full. We're full now. It's right. Like, right. Are right, you right, kidding right. me? At the palladium. Yeah. That's that sucked. sucked. Yeah, that, that lady was so not upset. Nice. Pete, what was that you you were gonna ask me? I was just like, didn't they open up all of these satellite spots because the airplane hangar, for lack of a better term, but that's what it looks like, was under construction and has been for like the last several years or so? Well, the um, right, so that airplane hangar, that's where they would hold the New York special edition that was going on in June. I don't know if you remember that. And um, and they had Artist Alley there too before it was in the basement, yes, like mad cramped in and shit. So, construction (laughs) on that was scheduled to be finished. 
this year in November because excuse me because of COVID that wasn't finished at all yet. So um, construction still going on. Is that still going to open up? I don't know. It was going to be multiple levels because, like you said, it was just a hangar. Mm-hmm. So they were going to have uh, a different levels. But are they still going to have satellite events? Yeah, man. Because you can't keep two hundred fifty thousand people locked in there. Like if you guys know about Toy Fair, when Toy Fair would go down at New York Comic Con. I mean, excuse me, at the Javits, it wasn't just at the Javits. They had events at the Flatiron Building. They had um, other events like Hasbro for the last two or three years was not at the main Toy Fair building. Mm-hmm. Right? You had to go to another location. So it's, it's something that they always do. Yeah, yeah you got to have mad credentials to go to Toy Fair. Like, you, they don't just let anybody No, you in. didn't. Oh. <laughs> We we shall talk after the show, but right. right. <laughs> Shady has to connect us apparently with everything. Uh, you better give me a whole bunch of stuff, man. Uh, Come on, guys. You know, oddly enough, you say like two hundred fifty thousand people went to New York Comic Con, but and I, I I mean I like to look up statistics and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, oddly enough, only one hundred and fifty thousand sticks of deodorant were used that that weekend. <laughs> oh my god! That, Thank that you. I know. That, that I was, know. You Draw always. The... It's like you yes. always knew um, when you're yes. in. Like you'd go in, you're like, oh god, that smell. <laughs> <laughs> it really uh, perpetuated the like stereotype that geeks don't leave their rooms very often. <laughs> it's like oh. you don't. You got You got to look at it right. And it's unfortunate. It's a stereotype, but it applies to some. Uh, because there's a lot of people who are involved in this that are introverts, right? Yes. And sometimes introverts mm-hmm. don't know how to um, respond to social cues um, easily. And unfortunately, what Pete brought up is one of those things. Um, that seems less a social cue and more just general hygiene, but that's probably <laughs> a whole other show. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> Dude, I carry, brother, I carry a can of Lysol with me at cons. <laughs> And I was sprayed under the table because I didn't want to ruin the merch. You know, it's better than me. I'd be like, just people. <laughs> you don't want people going to your table and going like, ooh, what's that smell? <laughs> I need, I need that money, bro. I need that money. You guys stay tuned to next week's episode of Figure It Out, the hygiene edition. <laughs> Literally well, you know, figuring it out. <laughs> where, instead of, where instead of figures, it's just different aerosols. <laughs> well, I, I'm uh, I'm naturally gifted, so I have my own self-defense. You know what I mean? If I was a, if I was a Pokemon, I'd be a skunk or something like that. Whatever the skunk form is, that, that would be me. You know? Oh, um. Before you move on really quick, in the past few years for GVN, I've always written an article before New York Comic Con, like how to prepare, you know, just little things, how to prepare, put a little PB&J sandwich in your backpack because you're going to be hungry and you don't want to spend $20 on a freaking bowl of rice, you know, down in the food court. And I'm definitely, if we have a New York Comic Con this year, going to include, and please bring deodorant with you. That's going to be on the list. (laughs) Wouldn't hurt. Would not hurt. Yeah. Um, All right, Joelle, to end this out on this, uh, on this figures and pops, what you got? Oh, okay. Well, I don't have many because most of my stuff is in storage, Uh, but I do have like uh, maybe a handful of pops I could show you. Um, We get to see. Turn on that camera. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Oh my God, there he is. Oh, Hold wait, on. that's the exact painting from the um the Spider-Man clip we just got. 
painting, but the uh, the poster. Oh, oh yeah, I have my comics behind me. Um, those are cool. <laughs> <laughs> those are awesome. <laughs> uh, I don't. Does this turn around? Yeah, it does. Yeah. I have oh, uh, I have uh, what's it called? Um, Blunt Man and Chronic Sign. That's oh nice, dope. very I nice. Yeah, uh, that actually happened a couple months ago, and I went and he signed it for me, and I took a picture, and I think that's. I keep it up and I show off that, you know, I actually got to meet the guy. So that was pretty cool. That's cool. So that's my prize position at the moment that, you know, that people could actually see aside from my Spider-Man Wolverine and the Jesus that Jawan gave me because I don't know why he gave me. <laughs> I don't collect pop. So <laughs> I'm like, Joel, Joel will take better care of this Vegeta than I will. Um, but Joel, like me, is just like, nah, Goku. <laughs> so when I gave it to him, he was just like, eh. <laughs> but um all right so we got some good stuff man that we're showing off here great pops joel that that being signed by them is, is like uber dope yeah. i remember joel's like yo you want to come with me i'm like no yeah <laughs> like, oh, well you missed out and i was like damn <laughs> um because i actually went to I, i'm from long branch so i actually went to his uh his comic book shop um i was an extra for the uh the show that they were shooting i i wasn't in the actual episode they tell you when you sign up they're like hey it's a good chance we're we're not gonna use you it's like okay um and he was the only one not there so i was for just comic book men yeah so what would you like just shopping in the store yeah so they have you they set you up in certain areas so like when i walked in there it, it really hurt my feelings so like i was with my sister and they're like they were telling my sister, hey, we, we want you to dig through this crate of comics, you know, while, while we're filming. And I was just like, ooh, I wonder what they want me to do. They were like, hey, do me a favor, face that wall and read a comic. And I was just like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> all right, ugly, I get it. No, no. <laughs> uh, so that was one of the best days and worst days of my life. Um, but uh, yeah, it never aired. I looked for the episode and it was just like, nope, I'm not anywhere in there. Okay. Um, so was yeah. your sister? Uh, yeah, she was in it. That's awesome. Nice. That's awesome. She was in it. I was unfortunately not. But anyway. <laughs> so you got you got you got Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yes, 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 exactly. So I it was just one of those things where it was just like because I remember going there, I was so excited, and my sister was just so whatever, like, oh my god, who cares about <laughs> <laughs> and it turns out she's on TV, and I'm the I'm the schmuck that's left off. <laughs> nice. My luck. But all right, let's move on. Let's get into some Marvel talk. Um, I want to kind of group this together. Um, I have one here: favorite uh, Marvel or MCU character. Uh, I want to pair that up with favorite MCU movie. So if you want to do favorite Marvel character, period, just kind of tag team it with your favorite MCU movie to date. Um, I'll start off. My favorite Marvel character will probably have to be Iron Man, um, not because of the MCU. I, Joel, I gave you my top five, and Iron Man was in my top five. It was. You're <laughs> constantly changing your favorite. Your, every week is different. My favorite always <laughs> but it's characters within my top five. It was Kamala Khan not too long ago. But it's Iron Man, and it's not because of the MCU. I actually was the only one that I know of that really, really, really enjoyed the uh, 90s animated Iron Man cartoon. I liked it. 
Um, I did grow tired with seeing Mandarin as the only villain almost every episode. It was just like, no one else wants to challenge him. No one, no one at all. Crimson Dynamo, no, no one? Okay. Um, but no one I, could handle the power of the mullet. Right? No one could handle <laughs> that porn stash and mullet. No one. Why did they give him green skin? I didn't get it. But Huh? Why did they give the Mandarin green skin in that? In that I, I have no idea. They did I, a lot wrong with that. Now I'm now it's new to me. <laughs> <laughs> they did give him green skin. You are absolutely right, JD. Yeah. I have no idea. Um, but I think what I love most about it was <laughs> I was telling Joel, it broke my heart when I saw the MCU version of the first Iron Man because I loved it in the comics and in the cartoon where it was like, Are you Iron Man? No, Iron Man's my bodyguard. And like everyone believed them. It was just mm-hmm. like, Oh. Okay, we've never really seen you guys like, you know, but you know, the suit would show up right around where Tony Stark would show up. Um, so in the MCU, when, you know, when he's kind of looking through his notes and it's like, you know, we heard it's your bodyguard. And I was like, oh, they're going to go with it. And he's like, nope, I'm Iron Man. I'm like, oh my God, what? <laughs> like, what are you, you're outing yourself? I didn't know you could do that. Um, and then I love that for that reason. Spiral. Mm-hmm. It was just a spiral of all the heroes. Like, yep, it's me. I'm the hero guy. And it was just like, they what? This goes against everything in the comics. You're not supposed to do that. Um, but yeah, rules are meant to be broken, Shawn. I guess so. Yeah, I guess so. Whole series about that. Civil War was about secret identities. Exactly. That's why it was kind of like when they did it, they had to change uh, a lot of it because it's like. We know who all of you are. There's not one person there we don't know, except <laughs> Spider-Man at the time. That was it, yeah. Right, that was it. Only for it to be a few episodes down the line, and it was like, I was <laughs> <laughs> um, That's actually, Joel, what bothered me watching Superman and Lois, where it was kind of like, some people know who he is. It was just like, CW, you just do not get it, huh? You just <laughs> don't like The general knew. Like, that was her, that's his step, that's his father-in-law. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, so Iron Man's my favorite character, my favorite MCU movie. I'll allow you guys to count team ups because Infinity War to me is probably the most flawless MCU movie to date. Um, that movie is just beautiful. And um, I love it mainly because I think Thor has had not only the best redemption in the MCU, but the best arc. I think he's had the best arc literally losing everything everything um and and you know kind of persevering through it all um i I love that about him um but infinity war was so well done i did not think they could get as close to the comics as they did um i'll never forget that second trailer where gamora is talking about he could wipe out the entire universe with just a snap i remember when i heard that i was like if this goddamn movie ends in a snap (laughs) i'm gonna lose my mind um, and they just, the Russo brothers did an amazing job. Iron Man's nano, uh, technology was actually, and this is what bothered me a little bit. It was done better than, um, God, what's the, uh, what's Iron Man's technology where the suit just kind of comes onto his body? Extremist. It was right. done better than extremist. And I was just like, God damn. Yeah, I'm not a, I'm sorry. I'm not a fan of that, you know? And I, like- I know you're a big I know you're a big Blue Beetle fan, right? But when, you know, this one piece can change it to almost anything. Uh, um, no, no, that's just too, that's too easy. That's too deus ex machina, you know? That's just, be, be a little bit more creative, you you're know? You're saying that you didn't like the nano tech. 
no, no. I, I would have to agree with him. I remember, like, and Juan, I agree with you. Like, Infinity War was a phenomenal movie. Like, you would never think that they would be able to, like, pull as many characters as they did in Infinity War and just make it seem constant and make it seem so well done. But I remember when the nanotech happened, I was like, oh, are we not then going to get, like, the cool, mm-hmm. like, you know, pieces of armor attaching to him sort of thing because i like those transitions a lot better than the nanotech the reason why i thought it was earned was we've seen the we've seen what you're talking about since 2008 to me you have to evolve iron man and to me it's just like the guy's too smart to to want to have to call a suit to him when he needs yeah but but to make those when he's fighting thanos for his boots to become those big Anchor boots and then to turn into jet boots and just, you know, a thought. I mean, come on. I, I mean, as a storyteller, I can understand if it's magic, but when it's science, you know, give science a little bit more buildup. Like with the Transformers, when Megatron was those floating cubes, uh, um, it just, that that style of storytelling just doesn't work uh, for me. I To me, I, I feel as though it just has to be earned. Like if this was done around Iron Man 2, I would agree with you. Um, but to me, I would just find it so hard to believe that he couldn't find an easier way to get that suit when he needs it than it just being right here. It's just um, yeah. right, and that's no, just- because because you got because you make him you make him more powerful by doing that. You make him uh, uh, somebody who can who can problem solve at the drop of a hat because he's already pre problem solved it, right? If if we're going with Tia said before, you know, where the suits were in space. Well, now you got some drama going on. Is it going to get to him in time, right? Remember when he jumped off of the, the Avengers Tower? Is the thing going to sync up with his wristwatch to latch onto him before he hits the pavement? You know, it, it adds to the dramatic narrative. Well, to really- me, the bigger issue was they used Iron Man the way I would have never used Iron Man in, uh, in a Marvel Cinematic Universe to where he was the one of the last lines of defense to where it's like, you got to make him strong enough to be able to stand up to Thanos, right? So it's like, it's really hard to believe Thanos would have allowed him the time for the pieces okay. to, to kind of sync up to him. So, I mean, honestly, if I'm being completely honest with you, I just wouldn't have used Iron Man in that, in that spot. Okay. You know, it's just okay. like, it, it, it wasn't the most believable guy you want in that moment. I get it for the MCU, um, but that's why I'm like, I, I kind of understand you kind of doing that with the suit because it's like, a regular suit ain't going to get it. You got to do right. something different. And, okay. you know, they're able to kind of conjure up something to kind of make him a little bit stronger to withstand Thanos till it was like he couldn't. So, again, I kind of understood it for that. But, you know, I'm really interested to see where Riri goes. Is Riri more science-driven or is she using the same kind of tech that Tony did? Um, so, I'm, I'm you know, because, again, like I said, she has to earn that. So, I'm curious to see about that going forward. But, yeah. So my favorite character is Iron Man. My favorite MCU movie is Infinity War. JD, I'll pass it to you. Okay. Uh, favorite character growing up, Marvel, uh, was Captain America. Uh, I'm showing my age again, right? The, the 250s to 350s, those were my Captain America issues. I don't know if you know what happened during that time, um, but from 300 to 350, you had the dead Red Skull, but he was really part of the Illuminati. Or if you remember the Shield uh, TV series, remember when they had the the black panels with uh, with the uh, the people yeah. that uh, mm-hmm. they had an answer to, right? The secret mm-hmm. cabal. 
that yeah. was really taken from that Captain America storyline where Red Skull was really in a clone body of Steve Rogers and he was one of those people in the black screens. Um, you had the introduction of US agent with John Walker. You had the introduction of his partner, Battlestar, who was the inspiration for uh, one of the characters I developed, Shield of the Interceptor. Very cool. Looking, on, thank you. Thank you. Who's on Pete's uh, shirt, right? And he was inspired by that. That was um, issue number 334 of Captain America. When I was a kid, the I didn't have comic book shops in, in regular places around here, right? So I pick it up in the Barnes and Nobles, in the bodegas, in the comic book shop, in the uh, in the corner stores, mm-hmm. stuff like that. When mm-hmm. I was uh, when I would spend my summers in in Puerto Rico, um, you would find them in Walgreens and stuff. And uh, my grandmother, my, my mom's stepmom, she was Afro Latina, and Captain America three thirty four has John Walker dressed as Captain America. And Lamar Hoskins dressed as Bucky, um, but who became Battlestar on the cover. And for me, this is a bonding moment with me and, and, and my grandmother because, you know, she's, she's dark skinned Afro Latina. And then that was a white guy. And you looked at us and she was like, oh, look at this. One of the characters looks like me and one of the characters looks like you. So that was a beautiful moment that always stuck with me. Um, and then you had Captain America. He was a patriot. But he wasn't somebody that was always waving the flag, even though he wore it on his costume, right? right? Captain America was always on his motorcycle. The motorcycle was stuffed in a van and he was touring the country, right? He was more of, of uh, what Michael Landon was in, in Highway to, uh, what was, oh my God, what was the name of the show? Highway to Heaven. Highway to Heaven. There you go, right? Um, where he would do little things in little towns and, and protecting those people, which was, I don't want to say spoken of, but in between the uh, the end game and Infinity War, right? Captain America gave up the costume pretty much. That's why the star was blacked out. So mm-hmm. I love to, in my mind, associate that middle period in between those two movies with that period of Captain America in the three fifties. You know that that was that was a great time. Um, and that Captain America movie was money in the bank for me. I mean. It gave us that costume, the original Captain America costume. We understand why they don't use comic book accurate costumes. Um, the best of that series was the Civil, well, not Civil War, excuse me, Winter Soldier. I mean, hot damn. Mm-hmm. That was, I think, the best Marvel movie, hands down. But Captain America's best moment was in Endgame when he had the Avengers Assemble yeah, um, sure. phrase come out of him. You know, that was him. Uh, the best arc, though, through the whole MCU, I think, was was Iron Man, because you had beginning and a proper end for mm-hmm. his storyline. But Captain cool, America, cool. for me, that's it, you know? And like I said, I love shield slingers, man. Oh, man, my shield is, is, is rolled. Oh, my shield popped no! up! <laughs> See what happens with prototypes? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> some of, like, like, I got introduced to all these characters via the movies, right? Like, I was not a comic book reader growing up, but now I've seen, like, excerpts of comic books. And I think two of my favorite excerpts of what I've seen from Captain America is the one where he's fighting against... Is the guy's name Nuke? The one who was featured in the first season of Jessica Jones? The American flag on his face. Yeah, and he has this comic because Nuke is, like, this really radicalized, like, version of what he thinks America is. And you just have Captain America telling him, like, no, we're a country of immigrants, you know, X, Y, and Z, and, like, really amazing speech. Mm -hmm. And then also, um, 
this one speech where you know he's going up against frank castle and tell and like you know pretty much talking to him and shit like through their battle Mm -hmm. and it's like that's just how amazing captain america is and that's how amazing um chris evans has portrayed him throughout the years as well i'm with you on that yeah i'm with you on that Uh, in in that hand-to-hand scene where he drops the knife and is uh Mm -hmm. on the street that is like the cleanest transition ever Mm -hmm. like that is very hard to duplicate that whole sequence everyone talks about that moment i was blown away when he jumps on the car and rips the steering wheel out (laughs) what the like what (laughs) i see everybody talks about that knife scene i'm more happy with that flying knee you develop yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a hell of a lot more impact <laughs> in a flying knee. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta say though, like, I've studied martial arts for about 25 years now, give or take. And that was one of like the, the first things that my teacher would would teach would show us was like, you know, street fighting kind of stuff. And you know, if somebody hit tries to hit you with a with a knife or they try to do so like an X block, okay. And when he did that when he just dropped the knife and pulled it with the other hand. I'm like, why didn't I ever think of that? <laughs> I was today years old when I realized I could just use my other hand. <laughs> uh, I will say what I loved about the Russos in that movie was that first trailer where I think it ends with um, Bucky catching the shield. I was just like, they get it. They get it. Yeah. They just get it. They understand both these characters so well. And I've never heard of these directors. You know what I'm saying? And I'm just like, but, see, but the Winter Soldier, he was a relatively new concept. You know, yeah. he was, yeah. he'd only come out in the books maybe 10 years prior to that. Right. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm sorry. I forgot who the writer was. Brubaker. Brubaker. Yeah. He showed up in the movie. I don't know if you know that um, in the scene where know. they got to redo uh, the Winter Soldier's brain uh, uh, pattern. Robert mm-hmm. Redford shoves the, the bit in his mouth. Uh-huh. Brew Baker is one of the two scientists. He's the bold oh, yeah. guy. Oh, yeah, cool. he's in that. Um, and I mean, I mean, going back to the Russos, you had so many callbacks with people that he worked with, like Pudi, who was one of, uh, he was with them on the community, and he was one of the guys um, uh, on the computer towards the end of it. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, just something as simple as that on your left callback all the way down the line <laughs> in Endgame. You're like... <laughs> and and you know what's crazier, J.D., is... When you look at the latest trailer for Falcon and Winter Soldier, where he's holding the shield and the poster of Cap is behind, it's on his left. So it's like, yeah, yeah, that's great. That's great. great. He's always on his left. Um, I I love that. I I really do, because it shows a true bond that the two of those guys have and that it's forever. But the one thing someone pointed out to me was it's funny how in Cap's last years, how Falcon was like his, his true best friend. So much so, it was kind of like Bucky. All right, man. Falcon. Anyway, I love you. You're great. <laughs> I will defend that though. <laughs> I will defend that. Like I get. Like everyone goes, oh my god, but Stephen Bucky or BFFs, like you know, the whole arc to Winter Soldier and Civil War is because of Bucky. I'm like, but Steve knows that Bucky's not up for it. Not only because he was brainwashed and he did some really horrible, horrific things while brainwashed, but Bucky's also tired. Look at him in Infinity War when T'Challa comes up to him with the arm and he just looks like he just wants to go back to like whatever he was doing on the farm and shit. He doesn't want to fight. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't want to do that. So like Cap knows, you know, Steve knows that. He knows that, um, you know, Sam is there for him whenever he wants. I mean, Sam literally just met Steve and was like, 
if they're shooting at you, they're going to be shooting at me as well. And I'm like, I'm sorry, Sam is the person you give that to. It's like, I get it. Of course, Steve considers Bucky as BFF. I mean, again, he like everything in Civil War. We saw that clearly. But as far mm-hmm. as the decision goes, Sam was the right person to give can the shit. Can I to. add to that? Can I add to that, yeah. Tia? Um, mm-hmm. he, also, you know, he, he also knows that Sam is mentally sound because he was the one right. mm-hmm. that was treating those in PTSD right. and helping them work right. through the trauma. Whereas Bucky still hadn't processed that. Right. right? right. And, and I just want to go back uh, another second. Um, people forget about the fight scene with George St. Pierre to start off that winter soldier. I mean, that's a damn good fight scene as well, man. Yeah. And I'm with you on he, I think the rumor, uh, the shadow said that he's going to be in, um, Yes. Talking into Rudy yeah. Soldier, right? Yeah. Battlestar is also supposed to be in it. Really? That's no, you're fucking part. lying, dude. <laughs> no, he's supposed to be in it too. Really? Yeah. Oh, you got me fucking excited. <laughs> I, mean, I, I, I was excited seeing. Speaking of like just just scenes, uh, the shot where it looks like Falcon and Bucky are kind of throwing the shield, kind of off of each other, where they're kind of practicing together. Nice, mm-hmm. nice. I'm just like. Oh, God. <laughs> They just get it. They really do. And I never would have thought you could sell me Falcon and I'd be like, I like him. Like, I've always looked at Falcon just like, don't ever put him on live. I don't, I don't need to see any of that. I remember when they announced it, I was just like, okay. And we all, and we all know your feelings about Anthony Mackie. <laughs> well, no, I'm taking Anthony out of it. Just the idea of seeing. You're not, you're not, you're not a fan of Anthony Mackie? I the, to me, Anthony Mackie is becoming the Black Sam Worthington, to where it's just like you're gonna like him because we're gonna put him in everything. <laughs> I've got something to say after the series. Your favorite Marvel character and your favorite MCU movie. All right, I, I'm totally with Tia on this. Frank Castle is my spirit animal. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I I wasn't that huge of a fan in in the 90s when I started uh when I first started collecting comics but once Garth Ennis took over mm-hmm. that is the punisher to me now yep. this is a guy that will ap- I don't need Frank fighting super villains jigsaw notwithstanding uh but when he's up against street crime and just murdering motherfuckers left and right that one scene where he goes up against those child, the sex traffickers, and he ties the guy to the tree with his own intestines. Garth Ennis is a madman. He's absolutely insane. I want to have drinks with him. I want to drink whiskey and just pick <laughs> his brain. And like going, uh, T, I think you touched on it actually a moment ago when you said there was a, a there were points where Frank goes up against Captain America a few mm-hmm. times, and the. And you'll also notice that I call him Frank instead of the Punisher because I just I feel that connection with him. Because at any <laughs> given point, I'm absolutely ready. And Jay will tell you this: like in our little like basement group chat, uh, whenever if like civil unrest going on in the street, insanity, chaos, I'm ready for it. Just we let me to- know when it's time to go <laughs> swing a battle axe at people. I'm I'm ready. I'm ready. We go set up shop at Pete's house. You're never more than six feet from a weapon in this house. I promise you that. <laughs> you guys got to see the rest of the basement. <laughs> but the, there was a scene in I, man, I don't remember. Oh, Warzone. It was the second volume of Punisher Warzone when he goes up against the Avengers and he 
kicks all their asses amazingly with just like rubber bullets on Spider-Man and things like that. And there were moments like fights that he knows he can't win, like Wolverine, and they're just having beers. Thor comes and just chills with him. He's like, dude, stop it. Give it up. Like, we don't want to come after you, but we're going to have to. You're going to make us. And finally, it comes down to the fight in the amusement park. And the only one who manages to get the best of him, but Punisher will not give up, is Captain America. And he's Mm -hmm. fighting him tooth and nail until it comes time where, like, Captain America knocks him down. And he's like, stay down. And he's still getting up. And he's like, stand down, soldier. And he's like, sir, yes, sir. And that, to me, is just, like, the, the utmost of respect for not only a guy that you obviously look up to, but also your commanding officer. Yep. And like that, yep. that yep. is what they makes yep. the character for me. And uh, John Bernthal brought it home for me, man. That, that conversation, forget the, the choreography, the awesomeness of, of his own series, that conversation on the roof with Daredevil. When oh, my God, so yes. good. You're one bad day away from being me, which is reminiscent to me of the, of the Joker telling Batman yeah. uh, mm-hmm. all it takes is one bad day to drive the sanest man alive to lunacy. Right. And when he tells him, this is the problem, this is the difference between you and me. You hit him and they get back up. I hit him and they stay down. And I'm like, the best thing too about the best thing too about that is like, and it's A plus acting for both of them. Mm -hmm. Charlie Cox as Matt Murdoch, John Mm -hmm. Bernthal as Frank Castle. And when Matt goes, Oh, did you lose someone that you love? Boo hoo. We all lose (laughs) someone. And, and Frank goes, loss doesn't work the same for everyone and it's like just so good it's like yeah all right you may look at frank and go that's a terrible way to react to everything it's like that's how he's coping with it yeah that's how he copes with this shit (laughs) i I think the best punisher scene ever was not in the comic book was in the season one i think it was episode seven where he was tied to the chair and he was blacking in and out and Mm -hmm. When he blacked out, he was in bed with his wife and she's just like, yeah. stay with me, stay mm. with me. And you know, you if you're really into this series, you're like, fuck, I want him to stay with his wife and his kids. She's like, all you got to do is stay and you get to see the kids. I, like, no. I, I, I would not be as strong as he was, you know? And he toughed it out because he knew somebody else needed him. Right. You know, he gave up his own happiness. That was Even such a great scene his too. Death, <laughs> It, I mean, it meant him dying, you know, but he he gave that up to protect other people. And just like, I, I, he's not a hero. He's not a vigilante, but he had a heroic moment yes. in, in that in that scene. And you're just like, your heart goes out to him. And that made me love John Bernthal as an actor. That one thing, because you go from oh, the rage of keeping you fucking alive. Right. And then just drifting off, you know, blacking out and be like, I want to stay. I, I know I need to stay, but I can't stay. The whole thing, I love that because it's like what they did with John Bernthal was go deeper in, yeah. into Frank Castle, yeah. which I loved. But Joel knows this. There's just something so special about that opening sequence of, of Warzone. That <laughs> is just, oh my God. Oh, I get excited anytime yeah. like war zones on. What? When? The beginning. All right, hold on. Let me stop. Uh, I don't remember the opening <laughs> sequence. They, JD? Uh, I don't remember the opening sequence. Oh, remember the dinner? The dinner where all the uh the, the mafia families are having dinner 
uh, oh, that just one family is having dinner. The lights go out. You just see the uh, the um, the one flare, and then he's mm-hmm. like, oh, him, okay, putting okay. knives in heads. That was just like I was just like, that's, that's Punisher. <laughs> that is that is the Punisher. But like you said, Pete, what they did with Netflix was it's like, yes, is it cool to see Punisher put a switchblade in his in his wrist, peel it out, and, and kill someone? Mm-hmm. Sure. But it's even better to see the the psychology behind him, like how he still kind of, you know, uh, yearns for his wife and his kids. And it's just like, they, they definitely touched on something that, and that's the main reason why I'm like, if you're fighting, you got to keep him like that's, you're putting a lot of pressure on whoever comes after him. Right. Although, well, Pete, did you ever see the, the mini movie from the Puerto Rican Punisher? Oh God. Yeah. That was awesome. Uh, laundry day, laundry day. That's great. I, I'm sorry, I call him the Puerto Rican Punisher because his family, the entire clan, was killed on a pier yeah. in Puerto Rico. In Puerto Rico. Uh, so I, I'm like, what? All of them. That doesn't say like immediate. All of them. His family. His <laughs> whole family. Cousins. <laughs> everybody. I don't have I don't have many sandy blonde haired cousins like that in Puerto Rico, but you know, whatever. You do get them every now and then. That's, that's like that yeah. blonde haired Italian. Like, where'd you come from? What? <laughs> they came no, no, no. from Upper Italy. <laughs> Roy Scheider is the epitome of a Puerto Rican. <laughs> what's, your, uh, what's your favorite MC movie, Pete? You know, I, it's a, this is like a toss up because I love Winter Soldier. I really do. I love Infinity War when just specifically like, because nobody that I was in the theater with, and I've seen that shit a few times, and every single time, I, after I realized what happened at the end, and like he won, basically, I would just like stop watching that, and I just start watching people's reactions because yeah. I enjoyed <laughs> them not realizing that oh shit, like what's ha- he's winning, and I I laughed the very first time. I <laughs> laughed like a maniacal crazy person, like holy shit, they actually had the balls to do this. Yeah, but. When it really boils down, still to this day, my favorite one is the original Avengers because I think like the the amazement that I'm really sitting here watching an Avengers movie, watching the culmination of, at that point, I think it was eight years or so, maybe even less than five years of movies actually coming together for this because I left Iron Man when the credits rolled. And that was, I had no idea after credit scene. My boy Ramon calls me. He's like, yo, I just got out of Iron Man. Did you stay for the credits? I'm like, and I'm looking at the theater like, they're going to let me back in, I wonder. Like, how am I going to do this? So I didn't get to see that. And I looked it up online. I want, you know, I'm here to talk to you about the Avengers initiative. And I'm like, they'll they'll never pull this off. And then they did. And then at the end, when you get that turn with Thanos, and I'm like, holy shit. Yeah. And... The, the, my friends I'm with at the time were like, who's that? And I was like, oh, boy. Let's just get to the car, and I'll tell you all about it. <laughs> you know, I, so, you know, the actor that played that part in Thanos, he came back, right? Really? You know, yeah. it wasn't Josh yeah. Brolin. Yeah. Right, it was not Josh Brolin. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, he's in Civil War. Okay. Yes, Civil War. yes. In the, the Lagos uh, uh, section. Yeah, the guy. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, um, I didn't know that. I, I think yeah. what I love most about Avengers was Josh Whedon's ability to force in so many deep cuts, right? You think Cap, uh, Iron Man with the repulsors off of Cap's shield was mm. a nod, right? Us seeing force, I that was the one thing I was just like, I need more of that. Uh, Thor fighting Hulk, when he teases that, I'm just like, 
we're going to get it. Hulk's going to pick it up. And, you know, they kind of just teased it. I was like, oh, you bitch. Um, but I loved it because he was able to float in so many different nods to us that to other people were just like, oh, no, that's cool. And to us, we're just like, oh, my God, they did that? Like, it was just – it was so awesome when he was able to float in and out of that. And the most important scene of Avengers that I love is that Clint runs out of arrows. Yeah. That is the number one thing everyone asks. How come they never run out of arrows? And I love that he runs out of them and he's able to reuse one to get himself out of the situation. But that's keen to detail. That it's SNL great. skit is hilarious. Oh, yeah. I love that scene. <laughs> it's so small and just like it doesn't matter. But to me, I love it because it's like I would have hated if it showed he had like three left. The camera comes back. There's like 90 more in there. <laughs> Where did you get these from? Yeah. You know, so it's like show that. Show the idea of like he only brought 90. He didn't know he'd need more than 90. <laughs> like, I, know, I know everybody's, you know, Josh Whedon is, is a pariah right now, right? Uh, <laughs> But, I mean, little things like that, right? Little things like the interaction between Thor and Hulk. I mean, come on, man. You know, that was a rivalry that kept going. Yeah. Uh, 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 that was a huge arc, you know, the whole Strongest Avenger thing. Um, it all started there. True. Yeah, it was a running yeah. gag. Yeah. There's so many iconic lines to in the first Avengers. I understood that reference. He's playing Galactica or whatever. Uh, I understood Galaga. <laughs> I understand you made a decision, but considering it's a stupid ass decision, I'm going to choose to ignore it. You know, like there's so many iconic lines in that first Avengers yeah. movie. And it's like, yes, um, you know, twirl. I'm. Huh? That, that, uh, the, the camera shot, the camera twirl. Yeah. 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 Uh, oh, yeah. So, which it, it's so odd to me that like Josh Whedon could pull off that first Avengers and it just be so iconic. Even though, like, if you look back at it now, there's some parts that are maybe a little campy because, you know, I mean, theater changes, you know, throughout the years, whatever. But Mm -hmm. then to, like, give us Age of Ultron, which is, like, so fell flat. And it's, like, how'd you give us Avengers, which was good, and then Age of Ultron, which was not so good? I will say I think he had the Justice League problem, where where Feige had an idea and Whedon had an idea. And Feige was like, you know, it's my name on that door, right? (laughs) 100% agree with that. Make make my version. You know, because he wanted, remember, he wanted Captain Marvel in uh, Age of Ultron. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah. I had heard that, yeah. Yeah. The the blackout scene, well, not even the blackout scene, the the scene where where at the end where uh, Scarlet Witch comes floating down when he's in uh, the balcony with Black Widow, that was really supposed to be mapped out for uh, Captain Marvel. They actually did bring in someone for yeah. that scene, like this blonde woman. She wasn't cast as Captain Marvel, but she was supposed right. to be like a stand-in. Right, mm-hmm. he wanted that. He wanted, uh, Josh Whedon wanted that. Josh Whedon wanted a lot. Josh Whedon in his early, um, his early concepts, uh, Pete, for Avengers wanted scrolls. And, oh, wow. Um, say it again, Joel. He wanted the wasp. Yes, he also wanted the wasp, yeah. Um, he wanted to go as classic Avengers as possible, and Feige was just like, "Yeah, no, we'll do that, just not now." Like, right. Right. <laughs> well, he couldn't do Scrolls because Scrolls was tied up with the Fantastic Four. Well, no, no, over no, 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 Fox. That's the misconception. Scrolls what? are allowed. Super Scrolls are not allowed. Really? Well, give them powers. They but, they they went around that with the Ultimates line and using the Chitari, which were the right, standards. Exactly. Yeah. That's that's why they went Chitari, right? 
Mm-hmm. Um, to be honest, like Joe always says, context is so important. It wouldn't have made any sense if you put the scrolls there. It just wouldn't. Oh. Have. It wouldn't. Have. Um, now it would because we have the scrolls. With yeah, the- I know about that. But back then, it would have been like, when are you going to explain why we have scrolls? Like, you know, mm-hmm. and then it just would have made everything confusing. Like, is he a scroll? Is he a scroll? Is he a scroll? Like, it just, right. it would have said that rabbit hole we didn't need to be in. But um, And now and now the scrolls are the the peace-loving ones, whereas the, the, the Kree are the, no. the Nazis. <laughs> I was going to say, right? for now, I think that's going to change. Right. But Pete, what I would give to that first Avengers that really had me in awe was everyone you know they're they're kind of beaten down you see banner pull up in that little moped and <laughs> it's, the scene. it's my favorite scene and when right. he says i'm always angry or i'm always another angry. iconic line yep. i was like yes he i could- felt that shit in my soul man i'm like yeah, yeah i am always angry right <laughs> the one thing on that is they never went back to that so remember how easily he transformed into Hulk. Mm-hmm. It was never that way again going forward. Like right. it was either like Hulk was like, "No, nah, I want to come out." Yeah. Or Banner was just like, "Yeah, you know, all right, come on." Like it was never that easy ever again. Right. Ever. Right. Just like, well, at least we got it there. But what were you gonna say really quickly, JD? Well, I mean, not just that, but look at the actor um, who who shot him out. You had Henry Dean Stanton. Who was the one that found him when he crashed through the ceiling? You know, and it's it was a stupid little throwaway line. You're gonna need some pants, but I mean, you know, I mean, come <laughs> on, you got Harry Dean Stanton in there is, just for that one line. I'm not familiar with him. Who's that, dude? He's a classic '70s actor. He's like he's the character actor of character actors. He was in Escape from New York. He was in, um, oh my god, he was Escape from New York. He was in The Green Mile. He was in he was in the first Alien. Okay. Um, Wait, was he the? He was the. Uh, no, he wasn't the robot. He was the. No, 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 no. I remember no, him no. from Alien. Okay, I do. Right. You're gonna he think was, I'm blasphemous. I never actually have seen. Escape he was the one. Alien. He was the. He was the one that he brought the cat on. The cat was his pet on right. Alien. Yes. All right. Um. So Harry Dean Stanton is a. He's a, a classic, um, character actor. I mean, his film credits are longer than. Well, I can't. There's a woman present, so I can't. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, but you get it. You get it. You're, you're absolutely right. And, and the crazier thing is, no one ever gives to you, your boy Loki any credit. Loki, you, you didn't. You didn't go to me yet. You no, didn't go to you, but I'm saying to give Loki some credit. Loki was Zemo before Zemo. Like yeah. Zemo wasn't the first one to divide the Avengers. It legit took Coulson. To have the Avengers go, all right, I'll fight with you. Like, <laughs> like if it wasn't for that, it was legit. They disbanded. They went, they went their separate ways. So it's like, and Loki did that without even having to do a thing. He didn't have to say a thing. He showed up and looked at the Hulk and gave him a head nod, and everything just went crazy. <laughs> like, that, that's how dope Loki is. But, um, Tia, I'm going to pass it over to you. Favorite? Oh, um, thank you. <laughs> favorite Marvel movie. Um, so obviously I can like on and on and on about Frank Castle, John Bernthal's Frank Castle. I think Pete did an amazing job, you know, breaking it down. So many iconic moments. I mean, again, like I know I keep saying this, it's just to give you guys context, like I don't know who these characters are before any of this. Um, you know, I 
what and just to go really quick about it you know i had watched the first season of daredevil and the second season of daredevil came out and i wasn't really attached to these characters like that yet and people kept saying like the punisher's in it the punisher's in it. i didn't even know really who the punisher was but i knew how much he meant to fans so i was like let me check this out the first moment that john Bernthal steps into that hospital you know and everything after that i mean the little things pete was talking about how he's ready to fight 24 7 i mean the moment when you know frank castle goes to pick up some stuff from that really pervy thrifter and like literally yeah. discovers he's into you know and like it's just amazing Lots so i could go on and on and on about oh yeah so great he's like oh, i could go on and on and on about how much i love frank castle but um just to add a different person i have to add the character who made me even start loving marvel in the first place and it's loki like mm. i watched the first iron man when it came out in theaters and i remember being so impressed when he said i am iron man because i was like that's nothing i've ever seen before the superheroes never reveal who they are and i was just like that's so badass but then seeing the first thor movie and seeing Loki seeing Tom Hiddleston an actor I've never seen before in that scene where he's with Odin discovering his origins and he just yells at him to tell him the truth finally after all these years I was like that to me was just such great acting it made me just completely want to be enamored with this world and when it was like oh Loki's not dead he's coming back and he's up to his manipulative ways and he's the main villain of the first Avengers I just love his character. His character is obviously so different now than what we've seen, but I love honestly the story arc because you have this character who is, you know, was, you know, as he said, he yells, he goes, I'm the, I'm the person that, you know, mothers tell their children to stay away from at night, you know? And like this very pained process of always feeling like he was living in brother's shadow. It's like, yeah, we love Thor. He's a good person, but you can tell that before everything, he was a bit of a douchebag <laughs> and you could imagine what that was like and just how clever Loki was. I love the scene, the first Avengers where he's like, walking down the staircase and he takes his staff and just like whacks that one person i mean it's just so amazing i love the whole story arc i loved at the end even though thor the dark world is like an unbearable and like unwatchable movie oh, don't say that don't i'm sorry, that. I'm sorry. Because especially especially that you like loki because he had the best arc in that movie well, I was going to say, I, I skipped to his scenes. I was like, okay. I skipped to Loki's scene. I love at the end of Thor The Dark World where, in, you know, Thor walks away and Odin appears as Loki. And people have pointed out since then, you could have told tell that that was Loki all along because uh, Odin never stood, you know, kind of in his chair with his legs wide open shit, you know, and that was very much a Loki pose. You know, Loki losing his mother. I just love his arc, especially in Ragnarok, especially in Ragnarok when they finally became brothers and they yeah. finally put their bullshit um, aside. <laughs> Do I wish Loki had a better death in Infinity War considering it's like, did you not know that you, Thanos was going to catch you? You came with a little dagger trying to like go at him. But I still love it. I love Tom Hiddleston as Loki. So when we saw him back in an Endgame and it was teasing for a Loki show, I was happy as hell so yes loki is my favorite character of marvel because it made he tom hiddleston as loki made me care for this universe in the first place as far as favorite movie goes 
Winter Soldier. I can't even put anything in its place. It's still the best movie in the MCU. And, you know, when Infinity War came out, I kind of put that as number one just because it was so fresh. And while Infinity War certainly is probably in the top three for me, it has to be Winter Soldier. At the time that Winter Soldier came out, Marvel had its sort of formula. I went to that theater and I was like, I'm seeing something that I've not seen in Marvel before, a spy thriller. Um, Again, the whole thing with Hydra, I didn't know that was happening. I didn't know any of that. So my mind is freaking blown. Love the dynamic between Natasha and Steve and then Sam, the whole entire thing. I mean, you guys talked about it. I don't need to go any further as to why the Winter Soldier's the best freaking Marvel movie and the hand-to-hand combat. I'm a big fan of that. I'm, I like that better than big fight scenes, just that one-on-one back and forth. So yeah, the Winter Soldier to me will always be the best freaking, which by the way, really quick, is why I'm excited for the Winter Soldier show and why I'm excited for the Black Widow movie. Yes. It looks like it's a return to that. <laughs> yes. So yeah. Yes. My thriller. Yeah. Yes. Apparently Marvel, it, I would have never expected a company that gives you a guy that can fly in a robot suit that specializes in spy thrillers like okay by the way one of my favorite scenes in the winter soldier i don't know if people talk about it but it's the scene where um freaking brock rumlow is pointing his gun at that one computer guy to like you know and he's like Uh, sorry you know i can't and freaking sharon carter comes up and she's like captain's orders and everything i don't freaking know i love that shit and i like that actress as well so yeah that whole thing is awesome (laughs) or what about the rapport between uh um black widow and captain america when they kick the guy off the of the uh of the balcony but then mm-hmm. they start talking about you know his dating life <laughs> yeah, I love, oh, so her, her banter in that movie is so yeah. awesome when she first comes and she's like i'm looking for a, a fossil where's the smithsonian i love what you were saying jd because because right before that i love how the guy's like you won't you won't let me go i know you won't kick me off the roof and he's like you're right but she will, and then she just can't <laughs> and she's like, "What about the girl in the in the in the whatever?" He goes, "The one with the lip thing." <laughs> He's like, "I'm not." Re-. He goes, "I'm not ready for all that." <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. that was definitely good. And uh, that movie was one of well, obviously, till now it was one of the only other times really in the MCU they ever came to New Jersey. So, shout out to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I've been to Jersey a couple of times. Oh, Wait, no, no, wait another. I, yeah. They went to Jersey a bunch of times. Yeah, Captain the America. First, yeah, the first Captain America. They went Jersey. Okay. To be fair, I forget that movie so easily. Okay, you I- should rewatch it because it used to be low on my list, and I rewatched it probably last year, and I was like, you know what? This is good. This is good to me. The Captain America trilogy is the most solid trilogy in the MCU. Right. Yeah. No. And the only thing lower lower than uh uh, well, nothing's lower than Jersey. So low. No. You know, Jersey's. <laughs> i'm sorry i'm sorry i'm sorry there is something lower than jersey i apologize staten island, staten island i'm right next to staten island yeah yeah i mean if you're in jersey you could take staten island if you want anybody in new york is willing to give it up easily it looks just like jersey same shit. might as well be i mean none of us want it you got to pay the toll on either side to get into 
to get I've never island. even been to what? Staten Island. You're not more than anything. Most people yeah. in New Jersey don't like New Jersey, so it's like, but we don't we don't need other people to say they don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's easy for me. It's easy. <laughs> we don't like it. Yeah, we get it. Right. Uh, <laughs> oh, I wanted to say one more line in the Winter Soldier. Again, just like that amazing banter and Natasha always trying to like get Steve to date someone. And yeah. she says something like about your Friday night. And he's like, well, all the members of my like, you know, dinner quartet or something are dead. So, you know? <laughs> Barbershop quartet. Yeah. 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 <laughs> it's amazing. I love yeah. it. Best movie. Uh, <laughs> uh, Joelle, favorite Marvel character and favorite MCU movie? My favorite Marvel character is that guy. He's always been my favorite character. Um, Spider-Man. Uh, and then probably Wolverine is, is a close second. Uh, but yeah, definitely um, Spider-Man. Since I was a kid, um, I always I always connected with him. Like, I always said this. This is the one thing I always said. With Spider-Man, he was always someone I, I could relate to. So Batman was a character I can, I looked, I wanted to be. But Spider-Man is who I was. <laughs> like that's just who I like as a per- like as a person. We're very similar. So like I always found myself. I always saw myself in him in, in that regard. So that was my character growing up. And like that was my my introduction to Marvel in general was usually it was really Spider-Man and the Hulk and then the X-Men. So that was really my that was my childhood. The Avengers were I had some comic books, but they weren't very big characters, and I knew them, but I didn't care as much as I like. They were definitely not like hot, like where they are now because of the movies. I like most of these characters. Like characters I didn't give a shit about when I was a kid, especially like Thor and Iron Man. I had a thing with blonde people and mustaches. I just couldn't get into it. So <laughs> I, when it came to those comic books, like people that had that, I just didn't really care for. It. So I don't know. It was a weird, uh, weird quirk. But um, <laughs> but yeah, Spider Man was number one, number one Marvel character for the longest time. And look, I. I benefited because obviously a lot of people like spider-man and i've seen there's been like we're going on our eighth spider-man live action movie yeah i've I've been blessed (laughs) we got one of the best animated spider movies ever you know so like i I can't really i can't complain i've I've, I've been it's been good for me even though the fandom and the spider-man fandom has been very toxic lately because they just can't seem to agree on which is the best spider-man but who gives a fuck just to like who you like right um but like tom holland spider-man when they I remember when it happened, I remember the day it happened. Um, because I mean, it was always, always rumors that there was, there was a chance that Spider Man would be able to go back and, and work with the MCU, and it happened in the middle of the fucking night that they came to an agreement, uh, that, that Spider Man was going to be going to the MCU and they're going to they're gonna share custody type of thing. And I lost my fucking mind because, like, that's all I've ever wanted since the Avengers started was the why can't Spider Man play in that 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 sandbox. In my head. And do you and do you remember like before that happened, all the memes of like Toby Maguire sitting outside like crying like I can't join? You know, yeah. it was an amazing feeling when you could finally get him in the mix. It really and I really wanted Andrew Garfield. I really wanted him to come back, you know? Because yeah. I loved Andrew Garfield. You didn't want Leonardo DiCaprio? I did. I want Leonardo. <laughs> oh man, you're, you're going way back. He, he knows what I'm talking about there. So, 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 um, uh, when the rights between, um, oh my God, uh, Titanic guy, what's his name? James Cameron. Uh, right, and his wife. They were they were fighting over the stuff. Right, the rumor was what was like uh, early '90s. Yeah, right? it yeah. was it was Leo DiCaprio, and who was the redhead that was dating Bobcat Goldwaith for a while? Uh, Nikki Cox. Nikki Cox. Was it Nikki Cox? Was Holy supposed shit. to be um. 
yeah, Mary Jane. That's, she was Nailed supposed to be Mary it. Jane. Yep, yep. The Wizard Magazine was pushing that for I fucking a good love two years. Wizard Magazine, bro. Yeah. If you want to yes. go deeper, JD, Michael Jackson wanted to be Spider-Man. Yes. Wow. If you want to yes. go really well, far back. Dude, thank Odin that didn't happen. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> you want to go far back. All right. Everybody's talking. There's this toxic fandom, right? You Here said you should like what you like. I had a Red Brown Captain America. Do you know who Red Brown was? I, I saw that. Okay. <laughs> if you get the chance, go back. Red Brown was a 1970s shit for nothing actor. Okay. A big for nothing. He drove a motorcycle where you put Captain America's clear plastic shield as the visor of the motorcycle. I've and he wore that, the yeah. helmet. All right. And he wore a V pattern. That was my superhero stuff. Right. And yeah. then I had Mark Salinger, Captain America, with the Italian red skull. Yeah. At least I had a red skull, red skull, but he was Italian with fake ears. And Ned Beatty was a newspaper reporter that found him in fucking the snows of Wisconsin or some shit like that. All right. Yeah. I, we had shitty fucking, we had the shit of fucking fantastic. We had a Roger Corman fantastic four <laughs> film that was only made so this guy could keep the fucking license and then eventually ended up selling it to Fox. All right. Yeah. That was the shit that we had. So if we had fucking garbage like that way back fucking when, all right, you should be excited to what we have. Can I all right, if it wasn't I... for Blade, nobody would have known what we could have in these movies. We're excited for it. It's just other people that can't seem to be happy. It's like they say that they're fans and it's like they're never freaking happy about anything. I'm a Spider-Man fan, but literally Tom Holland is like, you know, the devil or something like that. Oh. It's just like, what the hell is... The problem with that fandom is, and I learned this from the Snyder cult, the problem with the fandom today is they're not fans of the characters. They're fans of the actors. They get attached yeah. to the actors. So when they're you not. Actors, they're not even fans of that, dude. They're not. They're fans of fucking of having it their way. But guess what? You haven't worked fucking hard enough to be in any of the fucking positions to make these types of decisions. So shut the fuck up. Pay you two fucking bucks that you're gonna fucking pay or watch it on your friend's bootleg fucking stream. All right, and get on with it. Get fucking on with saying, it. That's what I'm saying. I don't think they're fans of the character. It 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 took a minute. But I quickly let go of um, Robert Pattinson being Batman. Why? Because I was getting more Batman. Like, that's how much I love Batman. And I'm just like, all right, yeah, sure. I don't really like it, but I'll take it. Okay, sure, whatever. You know, because I like Batman. But you get a lot of these people that are like, I love the actor or I love the director. So they have to always be a part of it. And it's like, yeah. that's not how any of this works. That's I mean, like, like people are flipping out over the casting of the Supergirl. So fucking what? Shut the fuck uh, up. Yeah. Shut yeah. up. Yeah. Well, well I mean, like, listen, like, like, I love oh, John Bernthal as Frank, as Frank Castle, you know? Like, yes. and I would love for John Bernthal to come back. Let's say hypothetically Kevin Feige did it, right? Yeah, I'd be bummed out. I'd be like, really, Kevin, that. That was perfect casting, A plus. But maybe he, but maybe he brings in someone who adds a different flair to Frank Castle. You know, who knows? Like, right. you just roll with it. If you're a fan of the series, you're a fan of the freaking series. Right. What were you gonna say, Pete? Before I go back to Joe. Sorry. Oh no, I, just in terms of like actors and whatnot coming back. I I don't know the girl who who is now cast as Supergirl, so I have no opinion one way or the other. But when I heard the rumors over the weekend. And they are very strong rumors that Jennifer Lawrence was possibly being cast as yes. Storm. 
Well, let's just say there's a face-sized dent in my wall with that looks like uh, me because, oh god, this girl just phoned it in in all of them last X-Men movies, and I know them movies suck, and maybe that's why she was bored. So I'm trying to give it a benefit of the doubt, but if this bitch ruins Fantastic Four going forward, <laughs> I'm gonna be a one pissed off fucking nerd. See, yeah, I don't care as much as her than the stupid fucking shitty CGI or effects they're going to do for the thing. They have yet to do the thing right. There's well, two things you got to get right with the thing. You, you got to get his fucking eyebrow right, that right. magnum sticking out eyebrow, mm-hmm. and you got to give him that fucking un- Optimus Prime underjaw. That's it. If you can't get those two things right, I don't give a shit whether he has a rocky penis or not. I don't care. Yeah, I don't want him to be small either, though. That's the, the last. The oh, first. You don't want a small rocky penis. I don't want a small. Okay, rocky that's your prerogative, brother. <laughs> yeah. you're cool with that. You know what I mean? He's a walking yeah. small rocky. Maybe penis. a little too much. <laughs> <laughs> no, but look, to me, it's one of those things where if it's like if Fox is doing another Fantastic Four, I'd be nervous. With Kevin Feige <laughs> doing it, I feel as though. We'll get the best versions of these characters, uh, you know, unlike we've gotten before. That's the only thing that's that's giving me faith. It, yeah. is, and it, also, it is, just, trust. it is just a rumor. You never yeah. know how true it is or how untrue it is. So they could just right. be saying it and all that. And may, because I feel like the one thing that this Evan Peters coming back as like Pietro or, you know, Quicksilver or whatever has for people have been like, oh, well, that means they're bringing back every Fox X-Men actor. And it's like, no, not necessarily. That doesn't mean anything. This is why in the geek community, you can't do nothing nice because (laughs) people don't know how to just accept some shit and Mm -hmm. go to bed. They don't know. (laughs) As soon as they announced the Snyder Cut, what was the very first thing? Release the air cut. (laughs) No, no. The very next thing was, you should let them do Man of Steel too. Can you Mm -hmm. let this come out? You're asking for more. You you weren't even supposed to get this. Just be happy. Be happy. But they right. they're not. None of them are. And I think None that's why they hate everything. Is they're just not happy. But that's, you know, I'm no psychologist. And that's, and that's right. why they get angry at fans like us because they're like, well, you just accept anything that's given to you. It's like, yeah, it's a movie. Like you know, yeah. How- <laughs> I'm not the one paying for it to get done. Right? <laughs> I grew up watching old ass shit. To me, you yeah. learn this at a young age. You can't give energy to things you can't control. Right. It's like being right. angry that it's snowing. It's like you do know you can't stop that, right? Like no matter how much you hate it, the snow's not going to go. Oh, you hate me? I won't show up no more. Like that's I, not. I, how I, I still works. get angry when it snows. Yeah, I, I, I hate the snow. <laughs> I can't stand because I got snow. a shovel. But still, yeah, that's the worst. You know, but, like, uh, they they so, go into this. Oh, I'm, I'm sorry. One, one final thought. They go into it. I think wanting to hate it or just waiting to be waiting maybe yes. to be displeased whereas T you're absolutely right I when I hear that something new's coming out I'm already happy I, Me I'm too. 90% I'm happy for whatever's happening and yeah I'm just spoon feed it to me I'm going into this yeah. wanting to be entertained wanting to be happy with it I was happy when I got JD going back to what you were saying you know what we grew up on the Return of the Incredible Hulk when he fought Thor, who was the I, uh, the, I got I, I can't know. think of the blonde guy's name, but yo, that was awesome. That was one of my favorite <laughs> movies. Hell yeah! What about uh, this guy is Daredevil Rex? Yes, uh, yes. Um, he oh did the God, black suit remember. before Charlie. Cox he did the black yes, suit. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Or 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 uh, what should we call it? Uh, Baywatch Nick Fury. 
Yes, yes, yes. So, you know, the Generation X. I don't know if you guys remember I never watched that one. It's a TV movie. I missed um, that, was that shit. when it yeah. aired. And the, uh, yeah. many, many, many years later, I watched it on YouTube. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> I, I missed it. <laughs> and then there was uh, 1970s porno Doctor Strange with the porno stash and yes. the, the Brady's perm. And yeah. Shazam. 70s Shazam. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. That they drove into Winnebago. That's right. <laughs> yeah, they, yep. they don't understand what we had to go through for them to enjoy the, the caliber of television and movies of today. Yes. Spoiled brats. Yeah. It's yeah, just, man. It's like, you don't so deserve half of what you got. Um, somewhere there's some old guy that's just like, if you only had to know what I had to experience. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <Just> <laughs> To see Thanos on the big screen today, like you little selfish prick. Um, but Joel, your favorite uh, MCU movie? Um, I don't know anymore. There's been so many. Uh, like I can, I can go, I can do the same ones you guys use. Like Winter Soldier was awesome, and fucking yeah. uh, Infinity War. I, I really liked Endgame. I love. I know a lot of people. There are people that don't, but I really loved Far From Home. Uh, I love Far From Home. Great. I, I just There's know okay. there's there's people that didn't like oh, it. So. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Tom Holland haters. Yeah, yeah, yeah it had a lot really of callbacks. Good. That was good. Hell yeah, and that, like they nailed Mysterio. Like that's all I'm at. Yeah. It, like they nailed it. Um, yeah, costume is beautiful. At this point, I see the MCU as like a fucking season of a show. <laughs> because yeah. I, I rarely watch it because I, I, I watch it all like in a series so it's hard for me to like pinpoint where I love it the most but mm-hmm. yeah I, obviously the, it, 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 there are moments like so obviously the first time I saw Winter Soldier it it was special it was this movie yeah. was different than everything that came before why it just if you watch it you'll know it's just different um, same thing with like um, Black Panther at least for me it's just like a different it felt different when you watched it but like and i love seeing characters i've, I've read as, a, as you know the comic book or, or the cartoons the way they portrayed it but i i live to see these things come to life mm. i always love the live action so like finally seeing this come at least what marvel has been able to do thus far i i it's it's, it's been great it's it's been amazing for me so Marvel has like rarely disappointed. Like the only films for me, Age of Ultron and Thor: The Dark World. But I think when I saw them in theaters, I wasn't that disappointed with them. I saw, you know, you know. <sighs> really, Iron Man three, you were okay with? Because that—that's my black sheep. That was that was garbage. I mean, that was garbage. I didn't think it was that bad. I didn't yeah. think it was that bad. I went and rewatched it. And I was like, yeah, everyone's different. Everyone's you know, yeah. different. I could go back to Thor: Dark World and accept most of those faults more than I can how outrageously bad they did Mandarin. They did. Oh Mandarin, yeah, one hundred percent. Like, like I the could thing with Dark World more than I can Iron Man three. The thing with Thor the Dark World is it's it's so ugly looking. Like why did it have this like really gross green dark. filter? Yeah, yeah, the whole entire it's it's like, I, get it's a, I, I get that, but it's like you don't have to have to be so ugly. And that movie made me hate Jane and Darcy. Like it made me hate how okay. Mary Sue, but at, for at those who are like fan fiction writers, I was a fan fiction writer from the day. And there's a term called Mary Sue. If you want to look it up, that's exactly what Jane and Darcy were that entire Bob. movie. And it, it bought, what'd you say? 
I said Star Wars fans would know what that is. Yes, exactly. <laughs> it, yeah. it was just like, it was so unbearable. They made it unbearable. And I just hated the way it looked. I hated the Dark Elves. They were the most boring freaking um, villains I've ever seen. But yeah, no, plenty of Loki awesome scenes. Like, again, mm-hmm. I skipped I skip to those scenes. <laughs> yeah, I find it so funny, too, because whenever you tell most people, like, you didn't like Iron Man 3, they'll tell you, like, oh, you don't respect the PTSD that Stark was going through? It's like, dude, that's like the only thing I could buy coming out of that movie. Right. Everything else was just like, where was Feige when this was made? Like, he's signed <laughs> off on this? How? Like, well, because like, it, it was a different director. No, John Favreau directed. Feige sign off on No, no, I know, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I went back and I was like, it's not that bad if you took out, like, you know, a lot of it. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> next piece it's a little off i um like to me the thing with uh iron man 3 is that i didn't get the uh like the gravity of like how bad it was to not get the mandarin correctly until after the movie and like seeing who the mandarin actually was and thinking like all right yeah of course people are going to be pissed this is a asian character that you got you know a non-asian person to play and then it's Um, like oh no it's not really he That's is true, Asian. He is. Yes, he's part. He's part right. Indian. That's still wrong, I, though. <laughs> yeah, wrong. I mean, because right. he, he's Chinese. I'm sorry, but it's like I can understand that. But then I, you know, that little short "All Hail the King." It's yeah. like seeing that. Is a that great and short. I, was, I love that. Yeah, it's a great short. And I was like, oh, this is really cool. It made me like really excited for the whole Mandarin, the Ten Rings, and I'm like. All right, then we should have got that in freaking Iron Man three. Yeah, so I, that's the I whole thing. Those, I was one of those few people that I couldn't even my anger couldn't even reach Mandarin because <laughs> of the disrespect they showed aim and then the disrespect they showed extremists. I was just like I want them I, damn high uh beehive costumes. Yeah. I was just like, how many times are you gonna think you can strike out before it's just like, all right, enough. Like enough. <laughs> like at least Thor the Dark World, I'm like, all right, Chris Hemsworth great i love loki that scene where loki feels the moment where he loses his mom uh you can see that it hurt moment yep uh her getting the viking funeral there was just so many elements that i'm like i could hang my hat on that there's a lot of iron man 3 that i'm like if you give me the first 10 15 minutes and then nothing else i would say i really enjoyed that movie i I thought it was great but thor the dark world i get why people don't like it but i could just find a lot more that I can hang my hat on that I enjoyed than I can in Iron Man 3. Like, Iron Man 3 blatantly looked me in my face and spit at me. Like, <laughs> I perceived that movie. Just right in my face. I did like the Mandarin. The the fake Mandarin. Yeah, the before movie. the fake. I, I did. Trevor, yeah. Trevor Slattery. I, I, I loved him. Yes. All right? And, yeah. to, and, to, and to resort to a drunkard and then give us a, a 1980s uh, cheap Miami Vice knockoff uh, show that he starred in. I was oh, like, was oh, I, I popped for those little moments. Yeah, yeah, no, it, it would have been nice if they would have just like gotten to the real Mandarin sooner because yeah. um, that short All Hail the King came out in 2014. We're yeah, now in 2021. As a matter of fact, right. I think it was the Thor Dark World Blu-ray that had it on it. Yes, it was. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have, it's yeah. crazy, Tia, speaking of 2021, this is the year we're getting Mandarin. Yeah. Um, and right. to me, it's like Iron yeah. Man 3 didn't really make me feel like there was a real Mandarin out there. It just kind of no. made me feel like it was a character you never really had any interest in using. 
So you kind of just use them as like a throwaway. And I'm but, like, no. the, it was scared the, to use the, them. The, the 10 rings, the terrorist group, the 10 rings. Yeah. That, yeah. That's what made me like wait for the Mandarin. And yeah. I'm, I'm with you, Jay. I actually, I, I forget the actor's name and I know he's very famous. Ben Kingsley. And, thank you, Ben Kingsley. I, I didn't actually mind the whole, I'm just a, a fucking method actor. I'm cool with right. this. The yeah. part that, and I, you know, there's a real Mandarin out there and we're going to get to see him. And then when Guy Pierce is just standing there like, I'm the Mandarin. I'm like, nope. I know. Like, can't do that. <laughs> nope. 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 That's when you lost me. The tr- Trevor Slattery thing it. wasn't bad when you, when you found out like that he wasn't the real Mandarin. You just, like that was fine. I will agree. That was like great. But yeah, no, that, I didn't like and I, I used to really like Guy Pierce as an actor. I still like him. I just can't stand that part. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, um, that's it. That was if it. I could tie this all into, to, our figure stuff, right? Mm-hmm. And and going to what Juwan showed us earlier with the armor gallery, shit, you had every fucking piece of armor for Iron Man displayed that, that he had designed. How come we didn't get those as movie tie-in figures? That that bolt that I showed you guys, there was only like five figures in there, and I'm just I would have been all what? over that. I don't care if you give me hydro armor spacesuit Iron Man. I don't care. I would have jumped all over it. I really would have. You know, I think the only time I saw the entire line were in um, uh, one twelfth or one tenth statues at New York Comic Con. Peter, I think I sent you a bunch of pictures of, 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 so, yes. of them one year, and they had them all lined up, but they were going for like five, six hundred bucks a statue. Well, if you want to set that. your, if you want to ever set your wallet on fire, Sideshow has like a whole <laughs> display of that at that scene. Yeah. It's Dude. really dope. Oh my god, no. Um, all right, I, so- <laughs> <laughs> to, to end this out on the night, we're going to talk two quick things. Uh, JD, I'm going to go to you for WandaVision. Yeah. Um, uh, your thoughts on WandaVision. Uh, what were your thoughts on this latest episode of WandaVision? Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> it, it, sorry, it's hard for me to, to see Monica as Spectrum when she was always Captain Marvel for me. All right? Um, so you're, you're this. You know, I grew up in that point. When I came into comics, you know, that was that two sixties uh, Avengers and up. And she was part of the team then, you know what I mean? And she led the team up until about uh, 300, just before 300, she was involved in the, in the really good masters of evil storyline where they, the masters took over the Avengers beat the shit out of everybody. So to see her as spectrum, which I never really liked or a spectrum or photon. Um, it's not clicking for me. Um, you know, I like the reveals. Yes, I, I'm, I'm hooked on the series. I'm not saying no to any of that. Um, I like when they were breaking the fourth wall. I like stuff like, you know, the office and, and what we do in the shadows when they talk to uh, they talk oh, to man. the camera. Um, yeah. So so that stuff worked for me. Um, I liked how, you know, uh, they were delaying the vision to getting to her. Was yeah. that Wanda or was that Agatha? <clears throat> it was probably Agatha because she knew about being on that part of town. Um, you know, but, but it's like, unless you know everything with fuck, somebody was putting up a video on how the hexagons were what held Dr. Strange's books in place (laughs) in the Dr. Strange movie. And I'm like, I'm like, is that, is that, is that great anticipation foreshadowing or, or just a design aesthetic from way back when, you know, if that's something that Kevin Feige had plugged in from all the way back then god damn he's a fucking genius if this is just if, if right you ask kevin he's gonna tell you yes yeah <laughs> you know but if that's a design aesthetic then uh, okay 
You know, um, is it the dark hole thing? I, I don't know. Is it a different book? I don't know. I'm all over the place, Pete. I think I said this in, in our, in our, in our chat room. Um, I'm fried, dude. I'm fried. I'm, I'm yes. fried trying to figure out the theories. I'm just like, you know what? Let me sit back and enjoy it. It's coming mm -hmm. next. Okay. And uh, you know, I'll, I'll watch a video or two afterwards of, of somebody explaining it because you know, they're up at three o'clock in the morning. Good for you. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I can't do that. You know, yeah, um, I can't I, I'm just at this point, I'm the opposite of the toxic fandom. I've, I've, it's, it's come out of me. I'm, I'm beyond the trying to figure it out fandom. I'm like, okay, how did you, how did you weave this in? You know, I'm looking forward more to, you know, that secret episode, the making of yeah. uh, uh, final yeah. episode than I am the final episode, right? When it comes to storytelling, this episode should be it, right? Because the last episode, that's the anti-climax. This is, this is your climax episode, right? Mm -hmm. um, the last episode, right? The, the, the main part of the story should finish within the first half hour of the episode. And then you have, you know, the last half hour will be the epilogues uh, uh, finishing everything off. So I'm looking forward to this one more than anything else. Um, but I, I do want to see that, that, uh, that making of to see how they tied everything in. Yeah. And uh, I was really interested in hearing Feige say uh, earlier today, that the Evan Peters thing was something pretty early in development of, of this show really? that they wanted. Yeah, I um, so Dude, I even saw a video of when he was promoting the last X-Men movie and they were asking him questions and you see him, you know, answer things sheepishly or, or almost divulge things. And you're like, uh, okay. So they, they had this plan from way back when. Yeah. Um, I, I'm really interested to see how this ties directly into Spider-Man. Um, we know Spider-Man Far From Home takes place a uh, few months after, uh, maybe a few months up to a year after Endgame. This is right after Endgame as WandaVision. So it's the like fact a month out. Right. So the fact that he brings up mm -hmm. the word multiverse in Far From Home, um, and we know that WandaVision will open the multiverse and it does take place before it. Um, you know, it's just, it's, it, it's all really cool. I mean, it even plays into the, uh, the name, um, what was the name for the, for Spider-Man? No, no Way Home? No Way Home. Yeah. Right. No Way no Home. Way home. I like, love this is a setup series. That's how yeah. I see it. Right? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Right? It, this yep. is the first arc. Yeah. So everything yeah. after this feels ripple effects. They're setting the table with this. Spider-Man mm -hmm. is more so kind of like, uh, you know, kind of getting you started. And then that main, that main meal is, is Dr. Strange too. But one thing I wanted to throw to you guys, we're going to end it on Spider-Man, uh, the, the name that we got. I'm really starting now. KJ from uh, Kind of Nerdy uh, Girls said this, that he's denying it so much that it, it just feels like he's lying, right? Like he's, he's now saying it so yes. much, no one's even asking him. Like, they're like, hey, Tom, how you doing this morning? Look. There's no Andrew Garfield or Tony. <laughs> like, I, I didn't even ask you. But to me, I kind of feel as though there's something in the middle of that. And what I mean by that is I do think the reason Electro and Alfred Molina are, are the only ones confirmed is it's very possible that he is sent through the multiverse and he is fighting in the Sam Raimi verse and then find mm -hmm. the Mark Webb verse. And I think it's possible that to those people in that universe, his Spider-Man looks like the one that we're used to Andrew and Toby's looking like. 
So to them, that's their Spider-Man. They don't see it as like an alternate Spider-Man. So maybe yeah. maybe that's possibly why Andrew and Toby maybe aren't in it. I wouldn't like it if they're not, because it's like you won't get an opportunity to do a Spider-Verse like this. Yeah, no. Without without like forcing it. You know, this is the most organic you'll be able to work something like that in there. Um, but if I, I'm starting to work myself away from them being in it. So that if they're not, I'm like, okay, I, I didn't think maybe that they would be. But if they are, I'm gonna fucking go go bananas. Um, <laughs> but uh, I love the name. I did freeze frame the board to see if there was anything interesting on there. The only thing interesting is how many names they went through. Um, <laughs> they went. Uh, one of them was homeschooling. One of them was, um, I think, Zoom something. Like they just ran through a whole bunch of different ideas for the the name of the movie. Um, I enjoy it. Um, I will say this, the one thing that caught me off guard, you guys know when WandaVision ends and then it's statics and then the please stand by comes on. Mm -hmm. The title did that in that little snippet uh, that they gave us of the name reveal. Mm -hmm. Uh, After they showed the board, it kind of went, it's static. And then it said, um, no way home. So I'm really curious if that was, if that's a connection right there of how the opening the multiverse is kind of like leaking out into other parts of the MCU. So that's my thoughts on it. Uh, Pete, I'll go to you first. Your thoughts on the, uh, our official title for Spider-Man 3. I'm just literally imagining him. Uh, if you remember the Spider-Man animated series from the, the mid to late 90s, and he, in the, in the last season, he's traveling through these different, realities mm-hmm. and trying to find mary jane as it were yeah which yep. never got resolved but that's that's another whole show yeah and you know he joins with madam webb and they're, they're gonna go find her somewhere within the multiverse i'm imagining something to that effect like there's a reason that he has to go like i don't think he's gonna get like sucked into a portal or something you know in Thundercat style, like when Lionel went into the Book of Omens <laughs> or something. I think he's going to have to jump through the portal for some reason, and it's probably going to have to do with Mary Jane, I think. And I would MJ. I would love to see... Say, remember, she's not Mary Jane. <laughs> I'm sorry, MJ, you're right. She's practically... She, she is Mary Michelle Jane. Jones. Yeah, she's and, Michelle Jones. And Mephisto plays a big part in tying Mary Jane's... Uh, Erasing Mary Jane from Peter's memory. Right. Who I also think that, you know, we talked about this on Saturday. (laughs) And I'm just, I'm really hoping for it. But uh, nevertheless, I want to see him traveling through the multiverse. And like you said, fighting those villains. And yeah, I'm hoping he encounters the Spider-Man of those timelines as well. And like, hey come with me let's let's do all this together you know uh, i'm totally down for that i will say this pete i do find it very interesting that filming is well underway it'll be done soon um and we have no idea who the main villain is of this no idea i think that's because there isn't one main villain i think there's what if it's all of them i think there's six main villains (laughs) Um, usually i prefer spider-man to fight on his own because that's spider-man but in this scenario i need three against six i I, I need it i do i do 
So that's the only shred of hope that I have that he's lying and those two guys are in it is that usually by now, knowing our profession, it's leaked who the main villain is. Right. Yeah. That nothing about a main villain has come out. To me, kind of makes me feel like because there's six of them. Like, <laughs> one, there's six. Um, but, uh, Joel, I'm going to pass it to you. Your thoughts on the name reveal. Um, I'm happy we finally got a name reveal, you know, holding it in the back for so long and then them teasing it yesterday with three different not the name reveals. <laughs> that was uh, so good. <laughs> I was like, what was going on? Um, so they finally drop it today. No way home seems very uh, ominous. <laughs> like, uh, that's um, seems like a sucky situation. So, I'm very curious how this movie is going to play out narratively, <laughs> act wise. <laughs> like, where, how is this going to work? That's where my mind is at because I'm like, I don't, I can't picture it right now how, how it's going to flow considering what we know and what we haven't had confirmed yet. So, at this point, I'm just going like, to let it ride because <laughs> yeah, it's I- a little confusing. I will for sure. And by the way, this is something that I really enjoyed on that board that they crossed out. One of the names they were flirting with was Spider-Man Homeworld. Mm-hmm. So I was just like, Homeworlds. Okay. And then it said, it scratched it out. And then next to it said boring. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it said boring. Kind of like a nod to us. Like, relax. Mm-hmm. No, we're not doing that. Also, Homeworld <laughs> was on there. And then it's scratched out, and underneath it says, uh, <laughs> already taken. Like, you know, not <laughs> an actual Home Alone movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but I will say, because, Joel, you know, I look into everything. Uh, the photo of Ned, MJ, and Peter, you kind of see, like, a big shadowy figure. Mm-hmm. Got to be Doctor Strange. <laughs> like, <laughs> that has to be when they first kind of encounter him. Um, but I like the idea of No Way Home, because it kind of has multiple meanings. Uh, multiple home worlds. Uh, it also could mean now that he's outed, he can't go home. There's no way to go home. You can't go right. back to your old life. True. Yeah. Literally. Um, <laughs> like, yeah, literally. So I'm with you. So people. you have to make a deal with the devil <laughs> to get back home. <laughs> oh, <laughs> shush you. <laughs> you shush. Nothing more than Mephisto. So I am with you. Give me Mephisto on a three arc. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And then you can tie it into Black Panther, and then you can tie hey, it in. Look, I'm tired. I'm tired. You're gonna you're gonna warp me into needing Mephisto for more than just WandaVision. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, he's definitely gonna be the villain in Doc Strange too. But again, oh, sure. we can wait for another day for that. For sure, for right. sure. Um, yeah, I'll go to you. Your th- your thoughts on the name reveal? Yeah, um, I like it. I think, uh, as you guys are saying, it makes sense. It, he literally can't go home. We saw Far From Home end with him literally being his identity being outed and as well as being accused of murder. So um, yeah. to me, that goes to show. I love, first of all, I love the name reveal. It was so great. Like Tom going, you know, well, I, I don't I don't leak anything. What are you guys talking about? And <laughs> I was like, uh, where what planet you've been living i almost didn't believe that that was the name i was like you won't fool me i saw all the other fake names you're not gonna fool me with this one <laughs> so i love that um i don't think that i'm as say invested in whether or not toby and andrew come in i would like it just because it would make sense and it'd be fun but it it's if it doesn't happen it's not something that i'm over would be overly upset about I will say these 
I wish I didn't read these rumors, but the rumors that of like Charlie Cox coming in as Matt Murdock and the fact that they're going to film a courtroom scene. I'm like, I want it to happen so badly, but the more you're teasing, I'm like, stop it, stop. Because if, if I get the movie and it doesn't happen again, as we were saying, I'm not going to sit there and throw a fit until Kevin Feige, you know, F himself, but I, I will be waiting for that moment the entire movie. Be like, yeah, yeah, okay, everything else is going on when does charlie cox come on screen you know so i i wish i didn't see those rumors <laughs> i would say if it does happen you'll get that within like the first 30 minutes of that mm -hmm. because the yeah. rest of it's gonna be multiverse so it, it would be right. it'll probably be the movie starts with him trying to prove himself <gasps> innocent and then in walks very late might i add you probably <laughs> charlie cox yeah. and then after that you know it's, it's gotta be one of those uh what do we call it like he's, he's obviously going to be late, but it has to be, you got to make it feel right. Like it's got to be like, they're going to show his face at the very last moment. <laughs> just to, it's just like, juice it. okay, like really quick, like for as, you know, not satisfying as that Defenders miniseries was, I love that freaking scene of Jessica Jones being in the, you know, holding cell and Matt just coming in like, I, I, you know, I'm your lawyer <laughs> and stuff. Like just something like that. Like I want, I want to relive that just with Spider-Man. <laughs> yeah, and, and the reason why, see, I think I'm I'm a little a little needy of Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield showing up is Sony's trying their best to do a Madam Web, right? Right. I don't want Madam Web to be why we get a Spider-Verse. I don't. I I, I didn't like it in the end. I just I don't like Madam Web. I don't feel the need that you need to use her whatsoever. That's why I'm like, if you do it now, it kind of makes it impossible to do it again. It what if <laughs> they? What if you have Peter Parker going through the multiverse, and not necessarily that you have Toby or Andrew coming back, but it's literally just old clips of the movies with our our Peter Parker like <laughs> swinging through them, like, oh, what's that? <laughs> kind of like how when Barry runs the Speed Force on yeah. his side shows. <laughs> it just. I think no. that's just it. <laughs> the amount of angry fans that, that would be that, that would be Marvel's way of going, oh, I know what you wanted, but we were not gonna give it to you. And it's just like, well then don't do it. Like don't give me mirages. Just don't do it. But I I, I need it just to avoid Madam Web. I despise Madam Web. So keep that away. Um but well, they're doing they're doing a solo freaking movie of Madam Web. So well no, not Marvel never but, you know, Sony. I, hey, hey, Pete, don't you say that because tomorrow, you know what we'll hear? We'll hear they casted someone like, what's the lady that was in that um that Devil Wears Prada? That uh. Gets oh God, in? yeah, Glenn Close was that? No, 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 no that wasn't no, Glenn no. Close. That was uh, oh God, um, son of a bitch, Meryl Street. Thank Meryl you. Street. You know, They're like you clones. Know Tony. They'll yeah. the street, and then that movie will drop tomorrow. Don't <laughs> Tony, Pete. Dude, uh, <laughs> I'm gonna be in like Sony Pictures, and somebody gonna be like, "Hey, I know, and I have a great idea. We should do a Craven the Hunter movie." <laughs> Anybody else have any great ideas? <laughs> and I know I'm gonna go to jail, but it's all for you guys. <laughs> we don't need any of that. Um, but JD, to end this out, your thoughts on the name reveal? Right, so, uh, hanging out with the with Gabby over here while I talk about it. Um, Going back to the Charlie Cox thing, I don't think it's going to be in the courtroom. Um, if if the rumors were true and, and you know he had a quick scene, 
it's probably him going into the into the office because they don't have a lot of money and they go into a pro bono office looking for some way to defend him. Um, Cause they're just and, kids. <laughs> right. And, and, and there's no way to, uh, you know, uh, film a whole courtroom scene with him getting defended and having so many people, especially in the COVID times. Um, and, you know, you resolve how he gets home uh, through that. Um, what else do I got? Uh, you can't, you need, you need home to spell, you know, you need the letters H O M E to spell Mephisto. Um, what else do I? <laughs> I was trying to that, but um, what should we call it? I mean, did anybody not think that the theme was not going to have the word home in it? You know, oh, of course it, it was, was nice, gonna... it was a nice play on it, and you know, it's too early to get excited on 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 anything at all. Zendaya it's is a hot property early. right now. You know, she's on on almost every you know new show that's coming up. Um, you know, she had that show with uh, Denzel Washington's son on Netflix. She's got that yeah. thing on HBO coming back. Mm-hmm. So they're going to push her, push her, push her in the movie. Yep. Um, I To me, it's just one of those things. By the way, when this trailer drops around August, September, it's going to break the internet. It's going to break the internet. Not because of the trailer itself, but because of what people will assume will be in the trailer. Yeah, that's what's gonna break the internet. Can Will I, it be disappointing? <laughs> oh, can I say really quick yeah, that I just want to see some trailer for something Marvel, like not the shows. I know we're eating well with the shows, but I need to see some movies. It's like well, you know, maybe another Black Widow trailer. Like I'd like to see the Eternals. I'd like to see Shang Chi. It's like the Eternals is done. Like give me a trailer for Black, Black Widow's been done. Out yeah, Black Widow's done. Like these are done movies. Black Widow, they're going to repackage the uh, the the promo train. So we're going to get another trailer for it, probably not yeah. next month, but probably April. Because I, I think they're not going to release a trailer to their sure they yeah. coming out in, in, in theaters. So it'll probably be mid mid April <laughs> around then. And I tell you what, if the Black Widow trailer hits. Like they drop it in within the next month or two, all the other trailers will will come right right in succession. I promise you. I don't see why it wouldn't hit when it first came out. I mean, the internet was buzzing. I thought it looked freaking amazing. Not hit like be good. I mean, like actually, if it actually does, like the movie can come out in May, and they actually. Oh, okay. Yeah. I uh, remember uh, everybody suffering from Marvel fatigue after Infinity War. It's all the opposite. Right away, now, yeah. right? They're chopping at the bit. COVID. I, I never, I never suffered from the fatigue. I was ready, hitting the ground, running. Like, all right, end game's done. Let's go. <laughs> where it's like, I think a lot of people were kind. Of, I don't think people believed Marvel had a second stretch that could be that good. And then to go into Wandavision and all these other things, it's like, damn. Like you're not, you're not gonna take a loss somewhere just to slow down a little bit, like. We were expecting something would suck, and it's like, no, we don't suck over here, dude. <laughs> but, uh, Thor, Thor, the Dark World was the last one. We're, we're yeah. good now. <laughs> I've like been there, done that. Yeah, like, we experience lows. We don't do that anymore. We're we're, we're always high over here. Well, I would have said it was the Ed Norton Hulk, but okay. Whoa, <laughs> that's a whole nother thing for a whole. Thing. We're gonna break that down for sure. Who uh, knew Vancouver had Harlem? I, I I thought it was in New York, but you know. <laughs> I, I, I cannot do that. 
Um, guys, that's been another episode of Figure It Out. I want to thank Joelle and Tia for joining us. Uh, we will hopefully see Joelle and Tia a lot more often. Um, enjoy having you guys. Huge shouts out to JD and Pete. Uh, love doing this, guys. I can't wait till the next episode. And JD, as much as you're kind of like you're taking whatever WandaVision gives you, if I don't hear the name Muh, <laughs> I'm gonna lose my mind. I, <laughs> I, I told you guys before if, if he's not in this season, I, I won't be talking about episode nine. What's I, I don't care who shows up in that shit, I won't be mentioning <laughs> whatsoever. Uh, oh, <laughs> hopefully, I get what I want. Yes, I am. I hope it's nightmare. <laughs> Played by Mark Hamill. <laughs> Acceptable. De- de- <laughs> yeah. See, you you laugh, but I got a whole bunch of Marvel Universe nightmare trading cards I could sell for big money. If that there you go. I don't have any Mephisto shit, but I got I got nightmare up the ass. Financial incentive. There you go, man. <laughs> Let's go nightmare. You know. What oh I mean? man. Uh, by the way, T, I just want to let you know I have found a way to make Agatha all along my my ringtone. So. Oh, that's so amazing. Call me just so I could just let it sit there and ring. Like, yeah, no, no, call me. And it's just like, yeah, my day's better. Ever since uh, you guys like pointed out the monsters theme to it, it's just like, I want to replay it all the time. I love it. They did a great job with that. But all right, guys, thank you guys for joining us. Please make sure you guys are liking, subscribing. Please comment. Let us know your favorite figures, your favorite Marvel character, your favorite MCU movie. And let us know where your thoughts are on this new Spider-Man uh, name. Where do you think it'll tie in with, with WandaVision? Uh, share your thoughts. But definitely like, comment, and subscribe. Uh, you guys know to follow us all over social media. And for you listening, uh, for you guys that listen to our audio podcast, um, share it and tag us. Share it and tag us. Give us, give us your thoughts. Let us know uh, why T is wrong in, in disrespecting Thor Dark World. <laughs> <laughs> Let me get on that common thread right now. Get on board. I think JD is the only one who's ever like argued with me on this. Not argued, but you know. No, sure. Uh, see, I definitely just made a burner. So I, I'll be sharing my thoughts. Um, <laughs> make sure you guys are following us, and we appreciate the love. Till next time, guys. All right, later, everybody. Have a good night. Peace. See ya.